0: today with leo valdez from randori Jitsu and uh, we're gonna talk mma and cage fighting and Jitsu and uh i'd like to talk some uh like dojos too some fake uh, uh outfits that you don't want your put your kids in and stuff like that so uh leo what's what's your background let's start from when you were a little guy you're a judo guy growing up
1: yeah i uh i started off in judo and uh actually in been a while now so it's 1979 first time i stepped on on the mat in the competition uh is at the tunley park district with judo and um uh, john sutter was my coach back there Uh, and he was a great coach one of the first judo teachers really out here anywhere in the suburbs and and things like that i grew up um, competing in judo and my dad uh, trained in judo in cuba and he was a black belt also too so that's kind of how i got into the whole thing so i was I didn't have much of a choice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, I, I tell you what, my boys, there wasn't much of a choice either. It was you,
1: uh, you got to get handed down the yeah, skills. We you know, played, so. wrestled
0: when they were little, and then went to <laughs> wrestling. And I didn't, you know, my boys were six when they started wrestling. I didn't ask them. Right here we, we go. We, we hand go. on the trade, you know. Yeah, right, right.
1: So right. and yeah, and it's continued with mine. But you know, so I, you know, I was doing judo and I was in you know, the pirate district, and it was a lot of competitions back then. Uh, judo was very popular. It, it kind of took off in the eighties, and. Um, there was a lot of competitions and places to go, but uh, soon I, we got to see that I needed a little bit uh, more uh, higher, um, I don't know, just kind of moving to a higher level competition. Sure. First time out to the Nationals is in the junior Nationals, I got stomped. <clears throat> My dad is like, you, you need a little bit more input. We, we were able to find the U.S. Judo Olympic coaches happen to be in Buffalo Grove, Stephen Oren Cohen, which is a, just a, not exactly a stone's throw from Tinley Park. It was about an hour, 20 minute drive, but. Um, it was a private school back then, so you had to, uh, you had to kind of like petition them and ask them, and then uh, if they liked, you already had to be decent in judo to get on there. So I happened to beat one of their guys in the competition, and finally they took me on board, and then it kind of transformed my, you know, my grappling career. Um, after that, I started rising to the top, you know, winning junior nationals, and uh, all the way until, you know, I was in high school. And. Um, I became a black belt in judo, and that's pretty much – I did judo as my main sport. I played other sports, but always, sure, always sure, judo. Sure, Now, judo is – I mean, if
0: anyone doesn't know, judo is big-time throws. It's yeah. using their momentum against them. It's
1: it's right. a
0: thinking man's it's, situation.
1: Yeah, it's a, it has a lot of similarities to Greco-Roman wrestling where with upper body throws. But, um, th- yeah, they're also let submissions like chokes and arm bars, and then you can pin the person – uh, you have to hold them down for uh, 30 seconds, actually. Not both shoulder blades like in wrestling, but you had to have them flat on their back. And... Um and so, the main the name of the game though in judo is throw the person as hard as you can, as flat on their back as possible. So it it gets very explosive, you know.
0: Right. So do you get more points for like you, uh, in Greco? You absolutely. Can get, you know, bigger points for things
1: with apples. Exactly. In. Exactly. So so the the more if you throw them on their side and you know a little bit more, so the closer to the flatter on the back they get, the higher the score. Until you get a full point, which called the opponent, which ends the match. Um, or you could pin the person for the whole thirty seconds, or you could. Uh, choke them or put them in arm lock and they tap you know and submit and that's another way to win. But uh, you know typically you can win by scoring points on throws. Um, as far as like with the mat work, uh, they don't give you as much time as in something like jiu Jitsu or definitely of course like wrestling to, to work on the mat. So you'll find judo players have a little bit different tempo. Uh, and grappling because they're trying to get real explosive with the throws okay. and trying to end their match. I wish sometimes fast. they give
0: guys a little more time. They should I, the even ground, wrestling. Yeah. I wish they give them more time because yeah. I see some referees that they just don't understand what's going on they don't there. Understand? And a guys, th- some guys are way better. My boys are better on the mat than right. they are on their right. feet. And
1: it's just a style. Yep. Just, yep. Right.
0: Right. If they can just get some time to get to that position, they'll reverse it and then the guy's in big trouble. Then yes. I got a guy calling stalemate and breaking it up. And yeah, yeah and they
1: don't sure. understand the strategies from that point of view. Like right. you know. If you want to be a really good referee, you have to be. A, I think you have to be, a an avid competitor at some point, because sure. in order for you to really understand what goes on in there, you need to understand strategies and when to call techniques or this and that, and installing. That's that's a big one that happens too. Is like people don't refs don't understand the strategy to hit somebody who's stalling and be like wait a minute yeah. you didn't see he was working this you you, you right. missed this his foot position his hands were certain they way always he see even call stalling up. too, right before my guys it. Like, it was right there man right. <laughs> right, no good I know I lived through that frustration too <laughs> right, right
0: right, right. so okay so judo's a little guy and then uh, yeah so what's the accomplishment you said some junior national titles yes
1: so I won uh, in judo I just did everything that they sent me into I really didn't have much choice but I mean I won the pre-state games I won uh, junior olympics I won uh, National's a few times. I won American Canadian games. So I did a lot of stuff as a kid that was available for judo. Pretty much everything that was there. A lot of traveling. A lot of traveling. Yeah. I was doing homework on the plane a lot. Yeah, you know, nice, like nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, man. that's
0: great. It was. Uh,
1: and judo's a double elimination uh, c- uh, competition. So you is you have to beat the person a lot of times you got a solid competitor you may have beat him by a little bit you're going to face that guy again at the end right and I then mean, if, at that
0: time there wasn't that many guys in it you probably get to know a lot of your opponents yeah
1: you do you, you do like um weirdly enough like there's more i mean even though jiu-jitsu has become very popular in, in grappling like judo's kind of like fallen a little bit by the wayside because they have um, the had judo federations have made their rules like so particular that they've kind of cut out every other kind of grapplers. Sure. And and I think that the the Olympic organizations have done it on a purpose to kind of get wrestlers out of there and and uh, you know they, they don't want anybody else coming in front of the sport. And the reality of it is Jaguar Kano, the guy who invented it, double leg takedown is in the original throws of judo. You know, he has incorporated so they should have left those rules in there. And it looks like now they're coming back to lighting all that stuff in to kind of 'Cause the organizations, Olympic organizations have been losing money and competitors. Yeah, right. You got you, you
0: gotta have players if you, yeah. yeah. And
1: right. a lot of these grapplers they do several styles of grappling, you know, like you know, you got right. guys who are wrestlers, you do judo look at Max Schneider, you know, guys like that. I mean Yeah,
0: they're um what you call it there's a, a guy at iowa uh, lee spencer lee and his mom is a olympic judo champion yeah so it like, comes right from that
1: right you know it's just like one form you know and, and my coaches my olympic coaches their, their sons turn out to be wrestlers also you know right right M- much to, <laughs> i think he would have beat be uh judokas but they were actually really good wrestlers you know but um grappling is grappling it's just
0: right right i i enjoy it all i really do and i i think uh from the watching that i've done of all of it i like the the separate disciplines watching that better than watching a ufc thing where the guys just you know almost the punching in the in the ufc thing i I know it's that's what it is and and i'm a boxing fan which is just punching but i'd rather watch either uh you know judo jiu-jitsu submission grappling sort of situation wrestling or boxing I feel like uh, when the guy punches the guy in the UFC, it's like he just got frustrated and started punching him. Right? Like, you know, he was he was doing a great job with the wrestling, and then he started punching yeah. the guy. Because if you did that in a in a regular match, you'd be disqualified. It's you over. Know, you're out of here.
1: I totally agree with that. I was laughing. It's funny that you bring that up because I was talking about this too with somebody. I said, you know, letting sometimes punching in a grappling match is like if you're playing a chess match, and then all of a sudden you make a really good move, and I just slap the yeah. piece right. off of the board. You know, right. there's no strategy. There's nothing. <laughs> I just like kind of get frustrated. The shit out of you. Right. <laughs> right. right. Slapped a guy, you know. I win. And, You know, and and, and sometimes I, I enjoyed those rules because I was good at taking people down, so I was on top. I used punching a lot, but, like, I agree with you there. Like, I have a lot of fun because, you know, no, coming where I came from grappling, watching, whether it's... I love watching the grind of wrestling. I love watching, like, the attacks, like, with the Russian leg locks. I love watching the intricacy of jujitsu with the gi, and I love watching explosiveness of judo. Each one of them, I love how those... Um, that problem solving that's particular goes on in those things. Like, right.
0: I think sometimes too, like, uh, and maybe this, uh, the UFC thing, like, I, I'm a fan, but I'm not a fan of the fans. Um, <laughs> they, they drive me nuts. If there's not blood in the first yeah, couple yeah. minutes, they're like booing. And I'm like, there's a guy who trained for three months, like, at an insane pace that you can't understand, and you're booing him. Like, what are you
1: doing? Probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had was going to watch a UFC live. I said to myself, I'm like, I don't think I'll ever be back to see one of these things again. I was so frustrated in the crowd that I was sitting in. And I think it was Mighty Mouse was fighting somebody. And it was—I mean—they were booing the entire time, and, and those guys never stopped moving. Right. I'm like, right. do you know what it takes to do five five minute rounds in MMA? Like, you know, non stop moving. I'm like, right, right, right. You know, so well that I, and then i mean,
0: sure, it's no different when you go to a Nag. It was Nagasaki. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a round. If you listen still. to somebody behind you, you're yeah, like, oh I man, just, if you would just be quiet. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> I would think you're a whole lot smarter if you were quiet. So <laughs> no, that, that's a rough stuff. Oh for my sure. god, yeah. Uh, you, coaching wrestling, it's the exact same thing. You got people just screaming. Yeah. All I, I mean, just, we had a dad. Kind of... My boy still laugh about it. There was a dad that was just hollering, "Johnny, do good
1: moves." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know what to say, just hollering something. So you know, I, I love these ones too. Don't let him pin you. That's <laughs> <Yes>, right. right. <laughs> Stop just, the right, thing. <laughs> right. You, you must have well just ran up and hollered, "Win, son! Win!" Right, take him down. <laughs> right. <laughs> right no, no good. Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, I, mean, I love being uh around the the youth sport, uh, there are yeah. little guys that I've coached that don't win hardly anything. And I look at him at the end of the day, lost three matches, I'm like, hey, he did better than any kid who wasn't here today. That's right. So, you know, you gave it everything you got.
1: Oh man, yeah, I, I love the kids. Uh, you know, th- it's incredible the amount of courage, like it, I have by far more pound to pound, you know, more kid competitors than I have ever adult competitors kids they'll go in there and they're nervous they're crying all stuff they still get out there fight a bunch of matches in a row i can't get somebody adults out there to do no <laughs> to do no, a couple right, of things right, you know right. you get towards the lose <laughs> yeah right like, oh everybody's gonna think of me but like nobody even knows who you are nobody cares just <laughs> right, right <laughs> the right, kids are the kids are, you know and it one of the toughest things i've ever had with kids is refereeing kids uh because you, you can I, i've um some some judo tournaments i don't know if this with other grappling but they'll have this style and jujitsu tournaments where it's like uh, everybody will fight everybody in the division if it's like a small group so they might have like five competitors six competitors and then whoever walks out there with the most wins wins the, the yeah, thing it's so like a big round robin yeah you, so. and, and it can be great like but it could be really bad if somebody comes in and they're out class by a lot mm. it could be like a really rough afternoon for a kid you know so sure. they'll get in there and get smashed like five four matches in a row you know, or you see him get smashed by like the second worst kid, and then you're like, "Oh man, you haven't even fought the best people." And then, you know, you're crying and stuff, and right, uh, you know, it's that can be kind of tough. There is a lot of crying. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> there, I,
0: I tell you <laughs> anyway. what, I'd never seen more crying than at little guy wrestling yeah. mat meets and stuff like that, but. My, my boys played little league baseball for two years and every single time they came off the field, I'm like, all right, how'd you do I'm like, good. I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't know, who won? I don't know. No I, emotion either way. No idea. Not, right, don't right. know if they lost, don't know if they won. Wrestling, jujitsu, judo, you you know when you lost. You
1: mean, yeah, and I think it wakes something up inside of you that's, you know, uh, that's original in us as like, as animals and as human beings, like something like inside of ourselves, you know, and, and with, you know, with men too, like, you know, it's, it's something like, you know, primal inside of us and uh, you know when you get strategy involved in everything it's it's difficult it's difficult to deal with and, but um there is something that awakens in you when you grapple and when you do fight and combat sports that is very very hard to to find I th- something I in think parallel my with that.
0: favorite thing about all of that and my favorite thing to put on my sons was the first times they had to fight off the bottom. Now I know the Jiu Jitsu stuff there's a little bit different, you know, action there, but wrestling, you don't ever want to be on the bottom. Right. right. You know, if you're especially if you are I should say not fighting off the bottom fighting from your back. Right. Like that is jujitsu. You're pretty much comfortable there and you're learning what to do from there, but everything else you got to get out of here. Yeah. Right now.
1: And I think it's just a good straight. I mean, like an MMA, I mean, even though you can do stuff from on the bottom, like you don't want to be there. It. It's like an hourglass taking punches. So I mean, like, right. I've always exercised the same strategy when I fought MMA is like, I don't want to be on my back. My attacks from my guard position from my back, it chokes on stuff. Those are for, like, life-saving, you know, for me right. to just get out of there. But I always measure a guy's toughness
0: by can you be a guy who ended up oh, – you screwed up, you ended up on your back, and then keep it like the, the UFC with Ben Askren. Come back. Holy cow, got picked up, <laughs> dropped on his head, punched right. 18 times in the head really hard by a large man, and then still going to, you know, keep yeah. fighting.
1: You know, and that's one of those things when I saw it, I was kind of laughing after the match. I was just like – uh, probably Ben Ashkin's one of the only people that could have pulled that off to, to come out of that and kudos to him for, and as you can see, like you, you don't have to be like some giant guy like Brock Lesnar and all this stuff to, no, right. to have that kind of toughness, right. you know, it just you can look like an everyday guy and yeah, have nobody's thinking Ben Askren's taking steroids. No. <laughs> right. Right. Just a regular dude. You know? yeah,
0: yeah. We've talked about that before. He yeah, he looks like he's just a kid with zero body awareness at all. He's just, you know, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, spectacular wrestler, tough, tough guy. Uh, monster chin on them. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. so you went from, from all the judo stuff and then where did you transition from there? What, what well, went
1: on? well, the judo is, uh, you know, it's, it has, although it's it got a lot of similarities with wrestling and stuff, but, uh, you wear a uniform which they call it a gi and that can be used against you. They, they can grab you by that to throw you. They grab it and use it to choke you. You know, it, it's, it's kind of frustrating at times. Cause it could be like a handle on you, especially if you're a very explosive fighter. Like, Um, So you really have to know how to deal with that and uh, use a strategy well. I did so much judo and I felt like so much into the conformity of uh, that discipline for so many years that I I just felt burnt out when I was about 18, 19 years old. And so uh, at the time, um, I started for extra, I, I was going to college and I was living by myself. I didn't have much cash and I was offered a job teaching judo because the UFC just came out its first year. And somebody said, hey, you know, uh, they put this ad in the paper, if, if you teach grappling, you know, so I said, oh, I'm a black belt and judo. You know, yeah, yeah, you're hard And then within a couple of months, they're like, you interested in doing a, we called it No Holds Barred back then, No Holds bar fight, and I was like, sure oh, yeah let me, let me see not get paid uh we, no one in health insurance uh no money uh, yeah, uh, yeah sure i'll do it you know like i remember watching like, <laughs> stuff like that and being
0: like holy cow look at this guy and they're just getting oh, demolished man. too Dude. i mean with like no hold bar i mean that guy's headbutt oh the head. yeah I, I, at
1: the beginning i could kick the people on the ground in the face i could headbutt oh. i had matches where i fought where i was you know i was headbutting to people and later i looked back at that and just kind of you know shake my head and be like what were you, you thinking I guess the answer is I wasn't you know no, but, right right so I, I but yeah, at like the, getting out of there with your life I, I'm lucky I did you yeah, know and right. then and, and several matches in one night I, I'd be fighting two three fights in a single night and um and getting paid nothing get, right, you get like some right. you know and when you look back at it and look at the promoters taking advantage all that stuff and you can get me on the Dana White kick in a, in a while about that, right? But uh, you know, so but what I did like about it is I didn't have to wear the gi anymore, and then I could also punch during it, which I was like, awesome! I've been grappling for so many years, I knew how to box a little bit, but I'm like, I got to strike, and I love the rush of it. Um, I had to gain weight though, because it was unlimited weight class at first. I fought someone that unlimited time, where they were kind of nuts. Uh, I would never agree to that stuff. Nowadays. No, nobody would agree to any of that. I fought a 28-minute match before, you know. Right, uh, right. But luckily I was in really good shape from judo, and I had all the really – and luckily there was no good judo players because all the other good judo players were still doing judo. Judo, right. And right. all the really good wrestlers were still wrestling in college. So I kind of had the local scene to myself at my weight, and um, and I had a huge advantage there. So it was a fun ride, you know. I, I was with the sport till it evolved – all the way probably until like 2004 2005 was one of my last fights okay and then by that time it was already weight classes rules yeah, gloves, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Right. and and then i just kind of one of those things where um you know i kind of uh just kind of stopped feeling that like burning desire to <laughs> to fight and you know like to fight it out in the ring like that it just more than anything that what it took out of you for the training i was you know putting in six eight hour days Five to six days a week. Right. Try holding down any other job. Sure, Even teaching sure. was difficult. Like you know, Um, during that course of my MMA career, though, I did start training jujitsu, and then I found a way to transition where I could still, you know, do jujitsu competitions, being older, and then you know, not take the damage that I did, you know, like from striking. And now, as far
0: the, the transition from judo because the gi and everything else, it's pretty. That's it's pretty, pretty similar,
1: yeah. yeah. It was it was natural to me. Um, I guess Jiu-Jitsu jiu- just has a different tempo because there's a um, since there's not that rush to try to slam the guy. It continues after the throw, so. Um, it kind of the the match may slow down at certain points in strategy. And did you use
0: any of that, like as far as your judo goes, where you could like yes. slam a guy, disorientate
1: him, and yeah. then get in position? To... <laughs> yeah, I still do that. Yeah, right. You right. know, it, it's still, I still go back to plan A from 1983. You know? right, like, right, right, yeah. It still yeah. works, you know, and, um, you know, I just kind of changed it up. And, uh, you know, I have guys that have watch me on YouTube and stuff like that and, and know that I'm going to do that. And then a Sunday slap hands with me a jiu jitsu match and just sit down on the ground and start playing ground position that's frustrating at times um so it's kind of forced me to to widen my game you know and things like that but i definitely still use my judo
0: right and you then know? i mean so i like the podcast to talk to guys it sometimes doesn't like this is in my wheelhouse but i don't care if you're passionate about what you do and then you're yes. doing that for a living me and you had a conversation a long time back when my sons were doing jiu-jitsu there. And you're like, you know what? You got these parents that put their kid in basketball and football and everything else. Kid does it for high school. It's over with. They loved it. They right. don't have the physical athleticism or size to right. do that for a sport. And they can never do it again. So, like, you had somebody you were related to or someone they were around. You're like, yeah, you're a great basketball player. <laughs> but I'm still doing what I do right. and you're not.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a friend of mine actually he's a friend of mine and he was started off as my weightlifting coach um you know when i was an athlete but he told me he told me something and he's like when he used to compete and he went to the soviet union he said he would walk into the gymnasiums and their gym classes were split up he said so at a young age they predetermined what you're going to be as an athlete so they'll look at you and be like you're going to be a gymnast you're going to be a wrestler. You're okay. going to be a weightlifter, and that's what you're doing, and that's what you're doing for gym class for the rest of your, oh wow, your 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 life. You know, as a, a, a you know, and you know, academic. You know, and in, in kids like you know, sure. Um, and so they felt like it's a waste of time. He's like, he remembers he walked into a gym. I said, wow, well, how does that work with kids doing weight weightlifting? He's like, I walked into a the gym. There's about fifty kids with broomsticks doing power snatches with the broomsticks all synchronized oh, wow. he's like at that point i knew i had to start training a lot because yeah. these kids have been lifting you know olympic style movements in that age but you know i think anybody who remembers like that soviet uh you know era of like athletics knows Natural that kind pride. of pride yeah, right yeah, that kind of thing. crazy discipline pride, and pride they put right. in it and uh, uh but you know I, I just think you know and i i bugged my my dad too to play many other sports and he let me play a lot of other sports but um I still always had to judo was the base, you know, and it was what I was good at. I it's, at times I felt a little burnt out, but you know, when I look back and everything, I feel like I was blessed to have that, sure. you know, and uh, that I, I was able to like touch that pinnacle, you know, of where I was at. And you know, I, I asked some of the kids who come in, parents, you know, some of the, the parents of the kids come in, and what, what do you want from this, you know? Yeah, is this for self defense? Is this because he's being bullied? Is it just for a sport? Because if, if it's just for working out, then and he doesn't like it then I don't know, you know, I can tell you, go go put them do something else.
0: Sure, and as a coach, parental, knowing a parental expectation of what's going on there is a really good way that you can tackle what it's they a huge want. huge way, right. And, I mean, some parents, I've definitely had my dealings with parents where I just looked at them like <laughs> and I'm like, you know, come on, man. Like, you know, you you, you got an 8-year-old and your, your objective at this point is he's going to be a cage fighter. That's why he's here <laughs> right, wrestling. Right, right. And I'm like – have you been punched in the face repeatedly? Because right. it sucks. It's not real fun. So you know, if you come from that and like you're you're you know you're cool with that, but if you don't, then putting your kid in that, it's probably a bad bad. I see a lot of people that it's all the wrong reasons. You know, the kid the was he reasons. was the guy that was bullied, right? So he's gonna make sure his kid's not the right. And I'm like, I don't think that works either, right? Because you know you you still got that same. And I believe every single kid. I don't care if you're. The autistic, slow. You're a better you if you're grappling with something like Agreed. if you're, you know, wrestling, jujitsu, all that. We had kids from all walks. I it's never something
1: looked- innate inside of us as as yep. humans, like you yep. know that right. you know it, it, if you look at how kids play. You know, you look at like how you know, uh, you know, any kind of mammals play like it's 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 built into like a yeah. kind of DNA. Couple of dogs are wrestling. Yep. Right? Yeah, I, I you know my my girlfriend has got a puppy and we were laughing because it, it, it trains with my dog. They they grapple, what looks like yep. grappling. And right. I said, oh, here's right. their, their jujitsu practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah,
1: it's um, knowing what the parents you know, and and then it kind of gives me my limitations on where I can go. You know, and you know, and, and everybody's different. Some of the parents want certain things for the kids and the kid's just not that person sure then other people the parents walk in they completely don't even know that they're holding like a piece of gold that the kid's like a piece yeah, of gold well like, and that's the a, sport a, and that, then that to just, me like, that becomes a problem too. And you got to talk them into it yeah, well
0: i think that the the worst thing that ever happens to some parents is a kid is successful and then the parents get nuts like it's like that's true that know, happens we've had we've had parents <laughs> that their kid goes to a tournament and like you know, all the coaches looked at the bracket and the kid like backed into this spot where three kids that were good didn't show up and the yes. kid wins a national title with, you know, there's five kids in the bracket he won it. And that parent like goes off the deep end. My kid's a national champ. And I'm like, well, calm down, calm down. He's yeah. eight. He's eight. You know. Yes. yes. So, you know, that's always tough too. And I mean, I met you I think it's like nine years ago now when I yeah. brought my boys out and uh you were in uh, Mokina then, but yeah. you moved to Homewood now.
1: We're, we're in Homer Glen, actually. Homer Glen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. we're just a little bit close, close to the area, just like a little bit north, and but probably around the same, a little bit more northwest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Same and, area.
0: And uh, what kind of uh, like if someone wanted to, obviously all ages, right? You can be all whatever, ages. Age, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: We start as young as like three years old. Just like a real basic introduction to grappling and them Little ninjas. Or little something? ninjas, yeah. Right. We call it little ninjas, and and you know, and we try to like get their brain starting to learn how to work their body and coordinate their body. You know, it's a lot of fun romper housey. Yeah, of stuff, it, it is, and you can only hold their attention for about thirty minutes, and sometimes it's a struggle. But you know, little by little um, comes out. The kids that have graduated through their program after a couple of years have really become good junior students. You know, and I mean, like anything else, I mean, you you know. She went to preschool. <laughs> kindergarten's going to be easier for you, and and for yeah. you know so on and so on. But um, we got the little ninjas. Then we had the junior Jiu-Jitsu program, and then we have our uh, our adult program that starts at like a teenage. Age. Usually the te- by the teens they go into the adults, and then we have everything in adults from just people having fun to professional fighters in the place. Um, so uh, it, we really have like a, a very deep pool to swim in. Um, if if somebody wanted to go that far, but most of the people in here they have fun, work out. Um, they love the competition of it. They love the uh, the exercise, the the self defense capability, and and just like the, the you know kind of being part and fun of something you know and sure and, and it the is, it is it. fun. It's, it's not. Fun.
0: I think some people look at it like oh man, I gotta go there and get beat up. As long as you don't have any huge health precautions and right. stuff like that, it's just going to be a good time. It's a soft mat. Absolutely, nobody's going to no beat you up to send you out of here. The idea is to keep you here to you
1: exactly know, yeah. And and I'm running a business, you know. well, so, <laughs> yeah, so right. I'm like, I'm not. It's not a gladiator camp, you know, like where people are forced to, you know, fight to the death or anything like that. And so I we try to keep it light, and I try to keep it. Um, you know, you know, we have the guys in there who are in there for stiff competition, and we, you know, they they'll group together and we got the guys who are work nine to fives and they're in there for fun and they group together, you know, so everybody's going to go the, you know, fit and get, get to fit in a certain way, you know, and you know, the same thing with the kids, we got the kids who want to compete in a really high level competitors and we got the kids who are there to have fun. And we try to like, kind of keep it, um, you know, everybody kind of within their circles and maybe give everybody a little taste of the other side, you know, so they can, right, right, you know, right, might be able right. to transition. But, um, you know, there's, there's something there for everybody. I'm right. Sure.
0: Now, do you still do, uh, I think way back when you did like a free little trial period so someone like can give it a try? Yeah.
1: We still have the free trial going on. We have like a two day trial. Um, you know, I, I do offer though, uh, to anybody who's having any serious issues being bullied, I offer a free month oh wow you know to any kid and you know and i just we're just gonna go on an honor system you know so if somebody's really in a kid's really getting bullied um you know they're having issues they can walk into my gym sign a waiver what about
0: adult getting bullied
1: good free month <laughs> you know what uh, somebody asked me that the other day i said you know what i said I-, I would be down with that you know i offered in uh for people from the military and law enforcement and stuff uh, a free month um and the reason i did that uh is because i thought to myself you know i saw a lot of things happening with like the police officers and I, so many situations like and i'm not saying that you don't have to shoot people at sometimes you know but so many situations i saw i'm like man four guys to put one guy's right behind his back right, right i'm like this isn't good for anybody no, no you know like they don't know what they're doing and i don't you know like and then it just looks bad and it, it's bad for them it's you know it escalates things so much you know i thought man if you just do he would have taken, like, one season of high school wrestling.
0: Yeah, right, right. could have subdued that guy, no you problem. Get a, right. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt right. from either
1: side, you right. know. Like, right. So I kind of offered that to try to, like, you know, give a little awareness. I, I tend to get, like, um, not such a good uh, – not so many people take me up on it. More military guys take me up on it. You'd think more police officers would. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like, I think maybe they have a different idea in their mind what it is. But I, I'd like a chance to, to show a little bit more what the benefits are. And I don't know if it's a Chicago thing or what, because in other states there's a lot of police officers training.
0: Yeah, that that jiu-jitsu. is amazing. You would think that that would be because I mean, I, I find all that stuff appealing—the wrestling, the jujitsu—because you're essentially can like beat up on a guy without, without actually beating up beating on a guy. him up, right? And I mean, you can—he knows and you know who the man is when you're right. done. But he's not wounded; he can get right back up again. We can start fresh. All this stuff and a cop. You would hope that 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 would be the objective is to get through this without, like, breaking something on a guy.
1: I saw this I saw this video on Facebook. You know, there's always other stuff on there. It was McDonald's. It said cops versus a guy on PCP. The guy was about 5'3". Okay, probably weighed 130-some pounds. Three cops that were over 200 pounds, like, six feet tall. The video lasted about, like, 20-some minutes. Ended up getting cut off at the end. They finally waited for two more cops before they were able to get his hands behind his Holy back. Holy cow. It, the, the level of like sloppiness that they, you know, and it's kind of scary because they're sending guys out there, to to deal with an armed, you know, uh, you know, like assailant or whatever, and they have no skills. Right,
0: know? right, right. And I mean, the, the so like you know my boys wrestle. And I, they look at most other sports in high school, and they just giggle. You know? It's like, <laughs> water polo, uh, which I'm sure it's hard. I'm not taking anything away from anybody or anything like that. My I'm girlfriend sure. will
1: argue because she played water polo, man, and, and she challenged me. Right, but and I, I get, get their thing is, is when they wallow, <laughs> so, you get out of the pool. I say, like, but nobody is choking you or punching you, yeah, you know, they're doing it. stuff physically to you the entire time. Right. Right. I said, I mean, when there's a ball involved, then, you know, there's, it takes something
0: away from the fighting, you know. Yeah, times are different now, too. Like, my guys are, they have too much time to get in any trouble, but kids don't fight the oh, same way that they used no. to. I mean, we were fighting all the time. We were kids. And now, you know, my guys at junior high school, they've never, besides each other, never had any right. fights, nothing like that, where – the appeal to the grappling and stuff to me was like, you know, if a, somebody insults my girlfriend in the parking lot at the school, and I'm a great basketball player. I'm going to go look for a ball and show my crossover. That's not going to happen. I'm going to, you know, do yeah. double leg takedowns going to happen right, and in right, right. trouble. Right. But in uh, the bullying thing to to me, I had mixed feelings on that. I had a couple bullies that were like the big fat kid. He was a couple years older than me, pick on me when I was little and stuff like that. And I felt like, I didn't like it at the time, but yeah. when I got past it, felt like it was something that formed me into who I am. Yeah, I thought about it a lot, and I still would rather that it's like it is today, where there's less of that going on. Right, but sometimes it's like parents that get involved and stuff like that, like take them into you know Leo here and teach them how to handle their own right. problems rather than you go talk to the principal and you know well, shame the kid and everything else. You know, it,
1: it, that's that that problem will never go away. I mean, it's been here since humans are born yeah. so it's, it's, it's nature it's around with animals right. you know you know you right. can see like the big dog pushes around all sure. you know and, and uh it's everywhere it'll that'll never end and i think that you hit the nail on the head there's like the parents have to give the kids the tools to be able to solve the problems themselves and that's like something that's terribly that's happening all over in every single aspect nowadays everybody just they want to just step over like the normal lines of how stuff is supposed to evolve and the kids don't actually learn, learn these skills right so then they get to the regular world and they run into a boss like that, who's kind of a bully. They don't know how to deal with it. Right. They don't know how to. They don't even know how to smart somebody like that. Sure, you know, sure. it, you know. There's many ways to deal with bullies, and like I tell my guys, I'm like, self defense starts with your brain. Start anywhere else, you know. Like, self defense is how to get out without getting hurt. You know, it's like, um, but being able to stand up for themselves is going to translate to something else in life, or. You know, and and if the parent just overstops that oversteps it. I mean, obviously there's situations where, you know, where of course the parents got to get involved. But for the regular thing is like, yeah, you know, it's just these kids got to learn the, the skills themselves. They have to. Sure, sure. And I, I like all of the,
0: you know, you got the, the you know, jujitsu and the wrestling and stuff like that because you're there learning a discipline. You're learning a skill. And then there's all these awesome byproducts. You know, some of the yes. awesome byproducts are you look good, right? You yes. get ripped from doing that sport. Yes. I mean if anybody has the confidence right, in right, their physical out and played ability, baseball or something like that, and you're like, Yeah, I play sports, go do three minutes of grappling and see if you can make it through <laughs> without throwing up because it's it, it, yeah. it will test you and the weird thing about it too is you get that adrenaline spike where you don't you forget about the fact that you can't keep up for this long right. and all of a sudden that hits you we're like oh I can't keep up this and there's long. no
1: team to save you no, Right. right, right. It's a single, <laughs> you can't pass right. the ball on anybody no, you, right, you know it's right. it's just you out there but and and like you said like there's there's so many great byproducts from it um, you know you get in great shape you get confidence health you know like uh, i mean uh these kids you know if your kids out you know practicing you know uh competing doing stuff they're not going to be out drinking like till like late hours you know they're not going to be out smoking pot or whatever you know like they're going to be less time work ethic right they're going to be less you know apt to to fall into other stuff you know and then like things that become recreational stuff as adult and make adult choices but you have to have adult minds to handle that but when they're kids they kind of fall into these things because it's just kind of they got nothing to do so they fall into a group with a bunch of kids oh, they have nothing else to do and they try to start mimicking adult recreational things and they're not ready for it mentally yet and how to you know and they fall into these problems it's uh you know so i think in any kind of sports that they're playing any kind of discipline something that these kids are doing is good away from the from the damn, you know, video games, the video and right, 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 and yeah. all stuff. If,
0: if you're any parent that's tired of watching your kid look at his phone, yeah, like get him involved in something like this. And it is, I, when, when, I don't know how your classes are structured now, but like I brought my boys out; they had been wrestling for four years or something like right. that when I first brought them. And we wanted to. I always felt competition was the place to be. Like, you can practice something, but that's fine. But we got to get to somewhere where we can actually test it and stuff. So we only had, like, I think 22 days before the first competition. Yeah. We were there every day, I think. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Five days a week. Like, we're going to learn this real fast as we can. I mean, they both did real well in their first little competition and everything because, you know, the things they learned. And it was like straight up, they were, uh, Doing submission grappling in a gi and no gi, yeah. so it was all different rules. They right. really had to get used to the fact that they, the, the match wasn't over when they were on their back, right? Because I mean, yeah, again, right. The other huge one for a wrestler that I and I don't know if other people get this or not is when when I when I coach little guys wrestling, they're always real real like. Uh, Cautious about if another kid even touches their throat, the they're like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah, and everything else. My guys were some of those guys that didn't like anyone on their neck. I took them to like three months of randori, and they're like, out of my neck. All I gotta do is get them right. off my neck. So yeah, they didn't care about that anymore? It was gone. Funny
1: that you mentioned that. You know, because like that—that that is something that happens a lot with the kids. They, they feel just somebody put their arm around their neck, and they freak out. And then it can be—it can scare a parent who doesn't understand that. They're like, oh, he was choking. He's choking. I'm like, no. He had his arm around his neck, but his other arm was underneath the person's armpit. Mm-hmm. You can't ever strangle anybody like that. Yeah, it's pressure on the neck on the side, but just no different than any pressure on any other part of your body. Put the we'll, kid in that position,
0: we'll, and then also teach him how to get himself out how to of escape. that. Escape. Yeah. And, and, and if you're a wrestler, then now that you're in there, there's no panic. You're just gonna like, all right, right. This is what Leo said to right. do. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of right. here. So like, there's the the um the wrestling and then the grappling sport, even boxing. It's like. Uh, you know high level decision making under extreme conditions so like you've got to decide now what to do that, because you get that's, like, that, that's worth
1: like that's worth like a million dollars when it comes to the, those moments you know in those matches like one of the the most successful jiu-jitsu players of all time somebody was asking him in an interview they're like what is what was your key to success he's like i just practice escaping from every horrible position that was possible as much as i possibly could and then it made me not fear being put in that, and that opened up my offense. Right. He's like, then I was able to let loose with whatever I wanted to, because I felt like, well, if I would just get put in a bad spot, I know I could get out. Right. But I think like a lot of guys, and you know, a lot of competitors, and I know myself. You know, I remember like I used to be feared to trap, get trapped in my back because I was t- typically a top game player. But when I learned how to deal with being on my back more, you know, and, and doing chokes, you know, from there in that position, how to get back up, and. Uh, it took the. It opened up my attacks, you know. I wasn't afraid to, like, if I got knocked down or something like that or I messed up the attack and ended up on the bottom, I could get back up.
0: Right, those metaphors go for everything in life, too. Everything. You can get knocked down at, at a business meeting or something like that by somebody, and you got to keep – if you spaz out in that moment, you're, it's over. But if you can keep cool, learn how to get yourself out of this, make decisions under duress, it's a good, good thing for any job.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why grappling – you know why i always advocate grappling is like such a great self-defense but also something for kids to learn because um uh hicks and gracie was like uh you know a big icon of jiu-jitsu he said it and, and i'm gonna distort like kind of the the quote but he's he said something basically like you know in in grappling like we live in some of the worst possible situations you can imagine where we are smashed crushed down hardly able to breathe and we learn how to survive and come out of there and thrive from that situation and get back to the top and i thought to myself you know i'm like man if there's not such a great uh translation to like life um you know if you can imagine you know and i try to tell my classes stuff i'm like you know you guys imagine that you know life is that way you know you might get bad grades on the test you might be in trouble you might but you got to work hard you escape out of you get back out and on top and you survive, right, you know, right, right. and so you know you did it once, you mental, do it again. Overall. And
0: there's got to be a mental health issue too with, yeah. if you're dealing with depression or if you've got a kid that's HD, ADHD, all that kind of stuff, like Peyton was that kid that was like super bouncy and it was moving yeah. all over the place all the time, wrestling and, and grappling, calms him down, all, yes. all the other stuff. So um, th- I think there's a lot of people that deal with depression and it's because you're but you're just sitting in the basement, playing video games, eating cheetos all day, yeah. and your body's an animal you're supposed to be chasing down rabbits and stuff to eat, you're not doing any of that, so you're depressed well
1: you know it's actually i'm I'm like I'm in like at an early stage, I kind of took a little bit of hiatus because I became busy with work, and stuff. but I was writing a book about that, and basically what it's based on is how kids are nowadays uh, is evolution hasn't really caught up to. Uh, where we're at you know we're animals that are meant to move we're meant to uh be active uh you know kind of like natural selection has has made it so that you're supposed to have more energy you're supposed to you know uh be more alert more ready to go all these things help you survive help yeah, you work that's harder got here. that's right. how we got here right well now all those things kind of counteract you and in, in like you know in society because now you know my kid who has i mean my kid has done uh, MMA MMA sparring, jujitsu, jujitsu sparring, played a whole football game, went swimming all in the same day and still had energy, yeah, you know? Right. And then I'm trying to explain why to my his teacher why he can't sit still. I'm like, you're used to a different type of child. You right, know? right, right. But now these kids are expected to sit there, they're taking away recess from them. They don't even do gym class every day. It's crazy. And they're like, you expect these kids to sit still and then they're overstimulated with all this kind of input, nonstop, nonstop input, input from like, you know, everywhere. And then, Uh, the kids who are genetically, you know, and and like naturally selected just through evolution to be stronger, you know, and and just straight across the board as humans, we are expected to have more energy to be more alert, all the stuff right now, all of a sudden, overnight, it's kind of flipped. And now we're expected to sit still for eight hours, even like everybody in the workforce, sitting still, uh, you know, going to work 10 hours a day sitting in a desk, you know, I mean, like, man, I'm, I'm really lucky what I do, because I don't have to do that. And I, I feel you know it's a tough thing to have to do you know and sure. some people they got no choice that's how you have to make a living you know so but that's not as human beings as we're meant to live I, I was always surprised i i come from construction background and
0: i would go on this yearly fishing trip all the guys were a little older than me and everything else but they all worked at like xerox where they were just sitting behind a desk all day long and i i, I for me it was just natural to pick up heavy things I and mean, yeah. we picked up you know stacks of Boards, beams, you know, anything that we could, bags of concrete, shovel concrete, shovel gravel all day long. I go up to this trip there, and the guy can't pick up anything. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to carry a 9.9 horsepower motor for like a half a mile, and the guy's got to set it down like after a block. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Just walk. What are you? And so like terrible shape. And I always would have thought that I would have been like worn out from that job, but as long as I was – anytime that I could, I was still getting a workout in. So I was – if I knew I was working my back a lot, I'd go work my abs a lot. Yeah. I'd go get a run in and do all those other things just to stay fit where these guys, man, they just let it go. It, it
1: almost gave you more energy to be at the job yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to do I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt cause...
0: much better to – I think I would have been sad when I finally took the tool belt off and wasn't like doing that stuff yeah. or just doing paperwork would have been as boring as it can be. And then you can take a guy who all day long, he's got an 8- or 10-hour day sitting at a desk – put the ghee on them, and now it's full out for an you know, right. hour couple hours in the evening right. and you get that that, that recess oh. you get that you know you fix. know
1: you know I've got so many people in there like and and people think I, I can imagine when they think oh it's just a school and they tie it into UFC stuff and MMA nowadays and they picture my class is full of a bunch of people like juiced up with like neck tattoos and you know cauliflower ears but that's not what the average person no, there's a couple people like. in there like that, yeah there's right, right exactly there's a, there's a couple of guys right. Who right. They're with each other the whole and time you know who you are yeah, <laughs> but, right, 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 but uh you know so but uh most of the guys that get in there they're like it guys uh they you know they they do office work uh i have you know lawyers in here i have like you know nurses in there t- school teachers you know people from out- i have guys that do construction come in there and i'm you know and Whenever I tell people, oh, I miss... I go, this guy's been working since 4 o'clock in the morning. He's in here training. I was like, you got to get in here training. Yeah, yeah, come. yeah, right. You know, so... Uh, but it's just a great way for somebody who's trapped in an office to relieve stress. Uh, I fully, and get fully think that
0: as somebody that's an adult would, would take... It's amazing what a, what an adult takes out of something versus what a kid takes out of something. Yeah. My kids don't remember anything from when they're <laughs> eight years old. But if you're if you start something when you're twenty five or thirty five right. or forty five, you're gonna like really pay attention to what yes. the guy's saying. Yes. You know, you got the little ninjas. They're yeah. looking at the ceiling, they're looking at every other thing that's going on. Yeah, they can't remember five right. minutes ago. Right? there's got to be a uh, real like a fight club mentality when a guy that's an IT guy never around that comes in there and he spends six months rolling around. After that six months, he's He's made of wood. He's he's something different. You
1: know what? I have I have a, a guys like that, and all of a sudden, some twenty two year old kid who played football all through high school and big hicket come in and ends up rolling against you know my forty some year old IT guy, and my IT guy chokes him like three four times and puts him in an arm lock yeah. and beats the crap out of and you know and all of a sudden they're like, the kid's like whoa. You know, doesn't really understand what happened. No, no. And then that's when I sit back and I'm like, that's the beauty of like technique it, and it, the, the wrestling, all that grappling stuff.
0: The, the the sheer beauty of it all for me is you do not need to be the the world class athlete no. to be that guy, right? Because it is straight up on what can you put between your ears yep. and figure out, and then a little bit of muscle memory drill in to get that thing done. Yep. But you can you can. It is seriously one of the only sports that the harder you work at it, the better you can be at it. Yes. If you're playing basketball and you're and you're a little tiny guy, you it, work all you want. It's still right. not going to work out.
1: Yeah, and it just that just the game is designed for those people. Like the 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 cool part about grappling is that there's so many different strategies that you can take, and that there's no like set. You know, I don't have to put the ball all the way. You know, ten feet in the air. You know, I don't have to. Um, you know, be able to, uh, you know, fit this, this certain position and do stuff like that in the field. You know, I can bend my environment the way I want it to, sure. and, you know, and like I, I talked to this, to my adult guys all the time. I was like, Hey, you know, you're going to run across guys who are six, four. You're going to run across a guy who's five, four, who's 250 pounds, five, four. Right. Go, good luck shooting a double on that guy.
0: It's fire hydrant. Yeah.
1: Maybe you're going to foot sweep that guy, the guy six, four, like, you know, uh, um, when he gets you down on the ground, he's going to maybe try to wrap around you like a snake and choke you, you know, like you, you, you got to learn how to deal with these different types of people and, and you develop depending on how your body is. I always tell people, I'm like, I'm going to teach you all these techniques. Certain ones, you're going to adapt to you better. You know, so everybody's got to find your own style, but it's like a living art. And that's the beauty of like grappling. And, and I love too, like, and it was a point that you said earlier, like you could totally beat somebody up without beating them up. Right. right. And, I, and I say that to, to the parents, you don't come in looking for somebody for self defensive bullying, I'm like, look, the kid's gonna be able to stop this guy from beating him up, be able to throw this bully down, control him, and not put a mark on his face if he wanted to, and not really get in trouble, you know, yeah, school, control, You know, right, nobody right. even know what happened. Right, right.
0: <laughs> I would think that and I mean I don't know, but I would think that a lot of great friendships have to grow out of that place. Sure. Because because Some of the best friends I had, I got in fights with them. Either I got beat up or they got beat up in the fight. But we, the thing you respected was the guy didn't quit. He kept going, all that stuff. So you're like, yeah, you know, I kind of, same sort of things going on there. We get along real good. I mean, uh, seeing Bobby and like DJ and stuff like those, those guys all seemed like really, truly, truly like
1: each other. It, It becomes like a family. And I think that being under those situations and like that combat, it has a way of bonding people that competition that especially that like one on one physical competition right. like that well see I'd like to see does. more
0: people get involved in those things for whatever reason there if it's if it's social if it's like hey you know I'm a little bit socially awkward I don't make friends real well that's a good place to go yeah, to actually really make is. some friends yeah I mean no. I've seen some mousy mousy people that oh, were man not very socially you know inept
1: you, you, you know I've I've had kids walk in crying, like stepping on the mat for the first time, like barely scared to open her mouth talk, like it turned out to become lions. You know, like they, uh, I mean, end up with friends. Right. In their group, you know, they, they slowly build it. And, and you know, the only, you know, people ask me like, Oh, what's the keys to success? And I'm like, I tell everybody straight across the board, one key to success that I've seen in 40 years of grappling is persistence. That's it. Just like how your boys, when they came in, like, you know, it's, it's not a shock if you come in and and train every day that you're going to end up doing good. Yeah, right. You know, but, you know, I have people that come in and uh, I had this situation happen not too long ago and um, where I had a parent, uh, they called me and they told me their son was being bullied and the kid, he was about nine years old and uh, he he came in, the kid was like nice, he's, you know, quiet, but still, you know, uh, he wasn't super, super shy and um, so I was trying to help him along and, um, but they kept bringing him so... Infrequently, it was it was driving me nuts because the kid would come in and then I wouldn't see him again for two weeks. Yeah, and I wouldn't right. see him for another two oh, weeks. Oh, forget it. You can't. Yeah, and then no. and then they told me. Oh, they called me one time and they said, you know, yeah, it was just, it's not working out. He's going to quit. I said, but, but why? You, you haven't even given him a chance to try. Didn't you tell me he was getting bullied in school? You did. You haven't even given me a chance to give him the tools to defend himself. It's not a pill. You can't just come in one yeah, time and take it. Right. But, you haven't given your son the chance right. to to ha- get the tools to defend himself well okay and they finally convinced him to come in and, and you know try to try to class more so I had him in the class and you know he just kind of had uh, wasn't paying attention doing his stuff and th- this, the same kind of schedule started again they were bringing him once every two weeks mm-hmm. and then the kid is just goofing around doing stuff and so I got on him like a coach says, hey uh, you know I'm like stop talking pay attention let's go get up you, what do you mean you can't do those ups? you do those push ups now you know I mean that's my job you know I'm a, yeah. I, I'm, a I'm a martial arts coach you know um, you know my job is to make you tough when you get out there the world is going to be tough and the situation is going to be tough bullies don't talk to you sweet before they kick your ass you know right right so uh you know i'm on there and then the mom happened to be there and then the guy called me right after practice like you know he's our son you know we're canceling the class for son you know he's not coming back anymore so why is that well you we said that you were yelling at him and you know telling him to get up and all the stuff i was like yeah that's correct were you there and he said no my wife was there I said well she should tell you that know what happened so yeah well you know just I don't know, he has a hard time handling that stuff. And I said, well, listen, I said, you know, you got to let me do my job, and this is the way that it evolves. All coaches, you know, are able to, you know, stuff. But I, I told him, I'm going to go, aside from that note, I go, let me just tell you. And I normally don't go off on people, on business clients. Right. But I said, this really aggravated me because I felt like this kid, the, he's going to continue to get picked on, and the problem's is going to get now swept under the rug. So I said to the parent, I said, you know what? You're actually doing to him the injustice. I go, what if I only took my kid to their – to their elementary school classes once every two weeks two three weeks how do you think that they would fare in there how do you think their math grades would be how do you think their english like anything i mean you don't practice i said you're not giving a fair shake i said why is he coming so inconsistent their response to me was like well our schedule's really busy and the other kids have all their activities and stuff. i said well so how come their activities are so much more important than his right you know i said it sounds like the other ones are in their sports or doing great stuff but here's this kid who's really struggling Getting bullied and beat up at school is going to have a psychological impact, and you're not even giving this kid, right, right, you know. Right, and right. it was like fell on deaf ears. Yeah, this stuff,
0: know? this stuff is not a uh, part time hobby. You, it's a lifestyle. You it's need a to, lifestyle, like, right? And it's if you can get your kid into that lifestyle, it's a great lifestyle. It is, it is. There's so much discipline involved in it and everything else. The kid, every kid needs something to identify as. I mean. The, the godsend for you is probably identifying as a judo player. Yes. That was the thing. Like, that's what yep. I am. That's what I do. Right. I mean, you know, because think of all of the myriad of things that a kid could identify as. Could identify as a stoner. Could identify as, you know, a hippie. Could identify all right. kinds of other things that aren't as productive. You know, the, the last thing I want my kid to identify as a gamer. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah, know? right. And, you and, know. And, and
0: I know there's going to be kids out there that really enjoy that, and probably, you know, I hear they're giving scholarships for that now. But really, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. But I would really rather see my kids identify as this, and it just keeps them out of trouble because there's always a kid looking to identify as something. And you know, the other ones are, I'm gonna identify as the class clown if I can't yeah. identify as something like that. So get them on the right path. But you, as a parent, we we have parents that come in for wrestling. They bring a little Tommy in. Tommy's wrestling for two weeks, and then Tommy doesn't show up anymore. So we call. Hey, where's Tommy been? Yeah. And uh, they're like, well, just doesn't seem to be Tommy's thing. And I'm like, wait a minute. Um, Tommy's six, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, Tommy doesn't know well, what this his thing is. this conversation sounds familiar right? To me. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy doesn't know what his thing is. You're, you're a 35-year-old adult. You need to make it his thing. Right. This is his thing. I mean, if you're going to sign a kid up for something, you're not getting the money back. So bring the kid in for the entire time. Yeah. Put him really into it and see where we can go with this. But as an adult, you got to make decisions for your kids when they're little. I don't care who I, they are.
1: I, I mean, I agree with you 100%. I, I have this conversation all the time. I said, that's why I tell them, I'm like, what is this for? Because if what you want is him to learn how to defend himself, then you got to bring him, whether he likes it or not. Because they don't want to eat their vegetables. They don't want to go to sleep at night. They don't want to do their homework. You know what right. I mean? Like, kids will do whatever they want to do. I mean, right, like, exactly. They don't know what right, you know, right. like, so that's why I ask him, I'm like, if you just want him to just exercise have a good time fine then i guess there's other things for them but if you want the kid to have these things that you talked about this focus this discipline this you know work ethic and the other thing is just like i mean if your kid's wrestling competitively that kid's going to college right you know what i'm saying i mean like that kid is do is going to do good at school because you oh, know my kids get good grades because of wrestling. they they Absolutely. they don't like to lose yeah. yeah they're very competitive and that translates to other parts of life if they get a bad grade they're like inside their mind they they feel like that that failure feeling that they don't that they dislike you know Sure. so they're going to it's going to reflect in all parts of life and, and the, my there is a direct correlation i see in all my classes like my best students my best grapplers are also top academic yeah. students yeah. Right. i mean and right. And people who who don't understand that like have just haven't been around that, but it's just like the mindset it creates, right? You know, and it builds a healthy body and a strong mind. Like you're not gonna want to be out, you know, like uh, partying like you know every night till four o'clock in the morning if you got to be training the next entire day, you know? Sure. Now, um, some of the stuff that I like
0: to like one of my new favorite things is the uh, videos that are on um, YouTube of the all of the there's all kinds of places you could take your kid. Don't take them to the karate place or the, some of the stuff where you're breaking boards. And you know, when I see yeah. some parent on Facebook put their kid on there and he's got the little belt and he's thinking he's making the karate chop hands. Yeah, I think to myself, okay, I guess it's better than video games, but it's still such a colossal waste of time. That kid goes to get in a fight with that stuff, and that's not a thing. Like you, that,
1: you know, Bill, like I. I I like I run into that so often and I'm like I don't know how these guys sleep at night they run around they, they run circles around me business-wise yes, you know yes. I mean their schools will be making like quarter of a million dollars a year like because they'll be selling belts at the promotions like it'll be like three hundred dollars and the you know every so many months to get promoted I mean I have seven-year-olds with black belts I, I that can't tie their belt I had one and I told him I was like, right.
0: not, not not black belts. You gave black belts. No, not to, that I no, gave black belts. Right, no. right. It, it came from Taekwondo right, right. And
1: I'm not saying that all the schools are bad, but unfortunately, it's become a trend of these, uh, like they call them the McDojos. Like, yep, the McDojo. The, oh, you know, I love the videos, man. <laughs> they're they're something like this, and the kids like breaking all this stuff and everything. Yeah. The, the minute there's a scrap,
0: it's over. Like that, all that shit's out the window. Because if I don't grab him right here by his lapel yeah that he hasn't trained for the rest of that you know
1: i I have and i have an mma sparring class where kids who do have skills in taekwondo and karate can still exercise them and then learn how to incorporate them in grappling like in, in a safe mma sparring but you know i have kids that come in and they're like oh you know uh you know, my my son's a, a, a black belt and he's second degree and uh, he's won all these trophies. I didn't realize a ricotta, which is like a dance form type, mm-hmm. you know, movement and stuff. You know, and he's won these championships and all the stuff. I mean, these kids' trophies are bigger than mine. Yeah. You know, like. Well, that's, that's how they're making a
0: quarter million oh, dollars. Oh, my God, you know. It's on success. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: fake success. Fake success. success. In right. in fake confidence, you know, and right. then the kid comes in and I put him against my daughter's getting bigger but I used to put them again with my daughter and I'd be like Angelina you know I mean Angelina would throw these kids all over the place pin them you know like put them I mean complete whatever she wanted butter just play with nothing right? just straight grappling just grinding you know and the parents would be blown away If I was that parent, I would be like, where do I sign to sign up your school? Nine out of ten times, they didn't come back. No, 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 no. So that's the same thing that happens
0: (laughs) with the – so in wrestling, youth wrestling, they got the junior high and then the IKWF. The IKWF is private. There's generally better – I'm not going to poo-poo all of it, but everyone that's involved in both of them knows – that the, what's what yeah. yeah the junior high is not at the same level as the IKWF so you get a kid that's a state champion in the junior high he comes he's not even a state placer in the IKWF and the parent sees that and they choose to put their kid in the situation where the kid can win rather yeah. than rather than learn and that blows me away every time I don't understand it at all yeah
1: you know I, I guess that there's instances that to help certain kids boost their self confidence for a little bit but like. It can't be the crutch to go to all the time. There, eventually, you have to face the reality and the music of it. I don't know how crushed you'd be when you found out that all the confidence you had was fake. It's it all just not there. It, that's a, that's Rocky Three, right? Like you know when <laughs> he, right. you know he he had to actually get up to this to the level of clubber laying right, right. To, <laughs> the, the
0: Rocky movies are corny as all hell but there's always that message in there there's a message yeah right, right i mean i like the speech he gives where he goes this kid's gonna be the greatest kid you know what i mean and it's like the whole thing's not about how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can oh, get yeah. hit and keep moving forward like
1: i've like I mean, had like, my ben kids listen whole to this movie. speech yeah right. because like that is i mean what a what a realistic life lesson right right you know? right i right, mean because right, right, we, we right, can't right. control the things that happen to us and i, I told my kids that sometimes I, like look i said stuff happens i said what are you going to do lay down tap out you know not not fight you know one of the things i blow up in the kids of the class is like if i see them pinned down on their back and not doing anything oh, yeah yeah no heart right, i go right, crazy right, like i'm i start screaming at them and then some of the parents will become surprised but I, and i tell these kids i'm like do you understand that one day you could possibly be in a playground and this will happen to you and I won't be here your mom won't be here teachers like I watched videos all the time the kids get beat up in the hallways of their high school not a teacher around the kid will get knocked unconscious be laying there I saw one horrible one where this girl was having a seizure she got knocked unconscious everybody ran away not a teacher there nobody right and, and uh, she got beat up by this girl I said one day you could be in that situation I said and if you don't I said you could be seriously hurt or lose sure, your life.
0: Sure. Sure. I
1: said so for you to stop fighting, there is no there is no quitting when you're defending yourself out there. You know, and like if you think about that in life, you know, just period for all your life things. I mean, we all get down and things that happen, but like, you know, you gotta reach the limit where you're like, okay. And so hopefully I can I can put these lessons in the kids' head and they'll hear me like Mickey in the back of their head right, at yeah, some yeah, point yeah, yeah. later. On. I'm on your shoulder, kid. <laughs> right, Come on, right, kid. Right, right, right. No, I, I that's
0: <laughs> all trivial you know? stuff. But like, if I'm talking to a parent saying like, you know, where I would advise you to take your guys, it'd be to someone like Leo. You gotta do. Thank you. you yeah, you gotta do some. You gotta do some research because. Yeah, you, you know, do you there's, research. There's so many hokey, and and I'm sure if you're bringing a quarter million dollars in, you can make it look good. You can polish that oh, turd man. up where it looks like the real <laughs> deal. You know what I mean? Like the, the I mean. Any, I, I I don't know. You know, you have way more experience in the martial arts, you know, background. I'm just a guy looking in the window. Anyone that that they're breaking boards or breaking blocks or any of that stuff, that's not a thing. That's not. Something yeah, I that, I mean,
1: like I guess there's places out there that have validity. I mean, like I have friends of mine who had trained Taekwondo that became MMA fighters, and they learned Taekwondo in a different way that they were able to translate it into like good fighting stuff. What you want to watch out for is. You know, and, and, and all in all, like, I mean, of course, I'm going to have my favorite, you know, disciplines of grappling. stuff. But all in all, I'd say, like, you know, if the kid does love karate. If he does want to do technical look for a place that the person teaching it has accomplished something or has produced, you know, accomplishments of something. And that you're not sucked into some kind of crazy, uh, you know, uh, guaranteed program or three years. And I guarantee you a black belt because right. how could you do that? Like, you know, I go to a university like and, and I they you know, they say, Yeah, you're probably gonna graduate four years with a degree, but is it guaranteed? Of course not. No. If you do your if you do your work and you do everything you're supposed to do, yeah, you know, but if you don't do your work, don't show up to class or like you flunk all the tests. Sure. But a lot of these places they'll just so if you feel like the kid's just getting pushed for it and and a lot of these parents know it and they just don't wanna speak up and they, they don't wanna you know, I don't really blame the parents so much, like uh, because some of them really don't know any better. Some of them themselves are completely clueless what what really like just turns my stomach is these guys that own these places and they know who they are like you know and are just taking money and they know the kid's not ready to defend himself and it's like for me i can't sleep at night if i know like i hear this kid's getting bullied and i'm like and he's slacking off i'm like i'm gonna be all over that kid making sure i give the kid attention and getting him up to speed because i know that his confrontation is going to be different than somebody else's but i don't know how these guys sleep at night, like just. I guess on a big pile of money. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. I it's like, now, now, now my
0: absolute favorite one is the guys that teach the chi stuff. Yeah. Well, where they can was, knock a guy down without touching him. Those are stuff. my favorite videos those to watch. Are, oh, my God.
1: What they, What blows my mind is even more than that is the amount of people at the, the, it's the students they have. Yes, it's a cult. It's they, totally the, a cult. Their classes, they, they have like, there'll be like 40, 50 people there to pay for that. I'd be Who like, would oh. not want to learn that? I, I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, this this is crazy. This guy has more people than I do, right. you know. And it, it just and the suspense. I mean, like, I don't know what the suspense of this, the of reality, yeah, or right. The, Critical the, the, thinking skills, all of it's gone. All just, of it, right, 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 right. Uh, if you if you wanna if you wanna look at something that's funny to kind of like got close to home, is like there's this guy named George Dillman, He's called like Master of the Death Touch. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, I've seen the video. I yeah, like. there's
1: videos floating around here. Where this guy will. Uh, some years back when Jiu Jitsu was becoming popular, they were interviewing this guy, George Dillman, I guess he had a school in Chicago. And so he there was a female newscaster, I think it was like Channel Five or something, but you can look it up like Dillman, like uh, uh, Chicago interview or something like that. But uh, so anyways, the the lady interviewing from like channel five or something, whatever it was, she goes to school and he's showing how he knocks all these people out by just tapping them on the chin once. Uh, you know, and they pass out and somehow everybody gets woken up with a giant slap to the back. That's, that's another one that kicked. I would, you know, I worked as an EMT for many years. I'd never used that technique, but, right. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, uh, so they, they said, okay, well, we decided to bring him to, a, another place. And uh, it just so happened to be a Carlson and Gracie jujitsu. Oh, Academy. right, right, right. Mysteriously, he couldn't knock anybody out with a death touch. Now they were just sitting there not doing anything and he would come up and, and hit them in the chest you know, with his finger. And then he said, well, these guys are the kind of trained athletes so they are not receptive to your normal thing. I'm like, yeah, he was, oh, I
0: saw one where he was like saying that if your adrenaline is not up where you're like, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you feel like you're in danger, <laughs> then you, it doesn't work and stuff like that. Like I, yeah, the, right. those are just, but they are, it, the most amazing thing about it is they've got a room full of people that are either faking it like, cause they're falling down yeah. and everything else. Yeah. I think it's, I I, 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 equate it to the same thing as, those uh, healers that sure. put their hands on them, and everyone falls down Everybody like falls uh, down. pins in a bowling yeah. alley, and everything else. Right? Like, it, there's something going on mentally there that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's like kind
1: of like a uh, like a Jim Jones type, you know, cult thing. Yeah, where drink everybody's Kool-Aid. drinking the same Kool Aid, like where they've almost convinced themselves. And I and I know, uh, you know, and I'm a student of psychology, and like I know that there's the mind is a really powerful thing. Some of these people, I think, fall into these beliefs that they're. You know their arm is frozen or whatever. Or I don't know how they do it, but it, it's somewhere along the line when they first encountered it that he had to have, you know, I don't know if, like, they... Hypnotized them or something. Yeah, I don't know if they want to believe it so bad that they just make it happen, or but I just... It blows my mind. They're, they're so entertaining to watch, though. No, they are. I mean, I, mean,
0: I don't want to be the guy that's, like, <laughs> poo-pooing every, you know, other um, yeah. thing, but, like... If you take a, a young man and you put him in with what you're teaching, and you take a young man and you put him in with a Taekwondo guy, there's a big difference between a, a points match, yes, where you're just scoring three points or whatever, right. five points, whatever those those are, it, you know, for for a strike or, or whatever, and then a fight, right? Because every single point in one of those, it, the action is stopped right. right after the point, and then you're back at it. So like. The, the, the thing that you're doing simulates an actual scuffle more than right
1: that and does. Th- that's why grappling is so effective. Right? I try to tell people that all the time. I-, I said, you know, hey, you know, striking is great for the kids. I said, but at that size and that age, none of these kids have enough power to knock anybody yeah. out. No, no, no. You right, know what right. I'm saying? And I'm always amazed by the people that can't, even in the UFC, coming from yeah. doing some
0: boxing. Oh, watch a guy throw a punch, I'm like, man, that's, dude, you're not using the outside of your shoulder to snap that jab at all. Nothing is, I know. who taught you how to punch anybody? (laughs) Like, you know, like, I'm afraid you're going to break your wrist or something like that for what you're doing. So, like, yeah, there's there's so much to be said for the right, Uh, my boxing coach. Everything in boxing is backwards, right? Like, if you're a right-handed guy, you're gonna put your left foot right. in front. Like, if you're a kid and you're right-handed, the, the whole world is this. I'm throwing this bad but Exactly. Now, now the whole world's really this, and I'm waiting for this. Right. So it's like a whole another mentality. And then, you know, most fights, mo- most
1: fights I've ever seen go to the ground. You're gonna go to the ground. Yep. Go to, at some point. So just so, nowadays, like you know, we have, we actually have like the access to those videos. You know, just comb YouTube for like street fights. And, like, a lot of times I'll study those fights because when I'm teaching self-defense and things like that, I, I watch and I'm like, you know, and, you know, I've come across those <laughs> real situations myself and I, I know how well, you know, it's worked for me, you know, certain things. And But, you know, I, I watch those and I and I always like to, to see the different scenarios and they all kind of end up the same way. And it's not a shock that that's why, like, the FBI, the DA, the military, all this stuff, it's all going the way of grappling, you know. Like grappling's organic. I mean, it, you can really just
0: you can almost figure some stuff out on your own. You I could. Mean, I've seen people that do stuff and I'm like, this is that move. And they're you could. like, Oh, I am just doing it. <laughs> right. 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 So you don't know what the name is, but you're doing it. And the thing is, is that like if I was in a restaurant, I got buddies that have concealed carry and everything else. I'm in a restaurant and the restaurant's getting robbed and you're sitting in the booth behind me and then the booth in front of me is my guy with the concealed i would much rather that you handled the situation than a guy flying bullets around right you're fucking batman when it comes to that shit like yeah. watching a guy that's trained <laughs> no watch, we are watching a guy that's trained to to subdue somebody is it's a work of art it is
1: it's it, something it's, totally boom, different boom,
0: boom, yeah down yeah. and then watching two people that don't know what they're doing is it's a it's a work <laughs> of comedy it's so it, funny it, stuff yeah you know,
1: it's funny how, how, how many times you see these fights like where these these um street fights like with uh guys and they're they're boxing for like maybe like two three minutes and like not one punch is landing right, right. everything's a, all right. just a bunch of mosquitoes swatted down yes, there right, you right. know i'm like everything's this,
0: coming from way north pole south pole everything's just flying I,
1: I never see those videos with somebody who knows how to grapple take that long i mean usually like somebody throws a punch the guy picks the guy up slams him gets him on the ground punches him a few times puts a choke i mean like Every time you see a video, the person knows how to wrestle. Like Jerk, that stuff jerker. ends fast. Oh, it's the
0: same with boxing too. If I see a guy put both hands up and he's starting with the head movement, I'm like, oh, yeah. The other guy's in deep, deep shit. That's it. The other guy's just standing there looking at him <laughs> like, I'm gonna punch you. You're not gonna hit him. Everything he's got is moving. It's yeah, right now. So being trained, there's a huge, huge. I love to watch the. Uh, the celebrity fights. Yeah, it's like two <laughs> of the biggest. They're tough guys in the movie, but they're two big sissies coming around and at each other. It's like I love that. so so bad. So yeah, no. So th- those are definitely uh, great no, I, great things.
1: I, I like the point that you bring up with the carry concealed. You know, because I mean, the world that we live in and stuff. You know, it, you know, it's definitely I can understand. You know, why people feel comfortable. You know, but you also the scary part too is then, like you said, there's a bunch of bullets flying around. It, it, it reminds me of this. Uh, this uh article i was reading where this woman got arrested she had she had got her carry concealed older lady and um the reason she got arrested was because somebody had robbed something out of somebody stole something out of the walmart they came running out the security guy was chasing the guy and she took it upon herself to start shooting at the guy in the parking lot Jeez. okay just you know so and uh and I thought to myself, oh, my God. I'm like... First off,
0: why are you... You're shooting... You're going to take someone's life over some shit they stole. That like, you didn't
1: even know yeah, what, what really happened. happened. It got nothing to do you with know? you.
0: You're like, you're just going to shoot... Like, you watch too many movies. What are you doing? Yeah. That's a human life you're going to take over that. I know. And, and secondly, you know, uh, if you're a cop or someone who's trained with a gun, there's the 21-foot rule. Yeah. So a guy with a knife... And a guy with a gun—that's a, a guy, with a holstered gun—and right. a guy with a knife that's ready. Within, if he's within 21 feet, oh, the guy yeah. with the knife wins.
1: Well, I—I I, I mean, I had that actually happen with a student of mine, and it was she was a female uh, deputy for uh, Will County, and she had this incident happen, and and uh, she, she's she moved and she got married and kids and stuff, so like kind of regular life to court. But she was a student of mine. And, um, what happened was they got called to this, they got called to this house and, um, it was a family party and I guess they, there was officers there earlier. And then when her shift came on, they called him again, but they got called there and they said, look, the, the kids is a 17 year old kid. It turned out to be, they said he's, he's in his rooms acting real crazy, threatening people with a knife. Uh, I think he's on drugs. okay? Okay. They show up to the house, you know, and this girl is not. A small girl. I mean, she was tall, like strong. You know, like she's a, a, at least six feet tall. You know, so she could physically handle herself too. But she walked in. Her and her partner, long dark hallway. They end up in the kid's bedroom is at the end of the hall. The the part her partner is in front of her. The kid decides. I don't know something snapping him or whatever. Like you know, and I say kid, but he's a grown man. You know, he's yeah. seventeen years old, grown man size. Runs down the hall right past her partner, and and the kid has a butcher knife cuts her straight across the face like from the top uh, I'm trying to think what side it went from but all the way from the top one side of her head to the bottom of the other side of her face. She shot him and killed him. Wow. And and, and you could read about it it was like in the in the newspaper about this Will County Sheriff uh, Will County Deputy actually she was at the time and um, unfortunately, she killed us. You know, people, there's this backlash. I can't believe you shot this kid. I'm like, no idea, you know. No, and, and then no, her partner no. froze up. Right. And here she was, you know, and, and getting plastic. She had to get several plastic surgeries and stuff like that. And she told me, she's like, you know what, Leo, uh, I've been used to, like, getting in more situations, like, you know, at the school with the jujitsu and stuff, confrontation. So I was a little bit more ready for it. Um, but if I hadn't been, I don't know what would have happened, you know? Right. And I said, look at how serious this person was. Like they have a knife. They run past two, you know, run past cops with guns and cut her across the whole face. Still cut her, even though she, she had the gun. I mean, fortunately she had, she had to kill him. But so like, I mean, this, the way things are, you know, it's, you know, you can nowadays, I mean, like you have to be prepared and you can't wait for your gun to be the, fall back on it no
0: no no i mean i just would you know if you were especially if you were within a couple of feet of, of yeah. somebody without a weapon you could yeah. probably subdue him with your hands faster than you could su- oh, sure, subdue sure. with a gun and my thing always with the gun thing is as soon as you as soon as a gun is brought into the situation you went from beating a guy without uh, beating a guy up without beating him up to now someone's gonna get shot like it's a life just, changer. Yeah, you just upped it to mortality on, on both sides. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Some sure both she's people are going to get their
1: life change right there. Right. You know, she's probably
0: not happy that she, she, she wasn't. Was a, no. She wasn't happy right.
1: at all. You know, I mean, she said yeah, I did what I had to do, but I mean, like, she caught backlash from people. You know, I mean, like, you still shot somebody's son. You know, somebody's family member. You don't know if maybe
0: he would have straightened his life out and right, you know seven years now. He could have been a normal citizen.
1: Yeah, and and the truth of it is that it goes back to like you know, let's check out that kid's upbringing and what happened to him and his family life because I know if I would have. Been acting like that. My dad would have slapped the shit out of me. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, you know what I mean, like, and nowadays,
0: yeah, there is no. Uh, I you mean, know, no what? one's slapping shit out of anyone no, anymore. Right. <laughs> Kids don't get that. Where, you know, and I, I don't know if that's necessarily. You know, my dad was was all about being physical and yeah. intimidating the shit out of you. You know, make you. You know, I, I had a buddy of mine who we were we were leaving my house to go out that night, and we had to stop at his house. And as we left my Damn. house, I grabbed my leather jacket. And my dad goes, "Hey, you do drugs? I'll <laughs> kill you." And I'm like, all right, like I said, well, I have to make that choice when it comes <laughs> yeah. along. And I left there, went to went to Bob's house, and his mom goes, just coincidentally, she goes, Bob, if you try drugs, be careful because you never know what someone's giving you. So just so be real cautious. And I'm like, be careful, but like that worries totally you more. different situation. Oh, I did plenty of drugs. Bob never did any drugs. Like yeah. he was like, yeah. He was like, "Oh, my mom's saying there could be you know, some funky it, shit in here." It's
1: funny. Like I, I, have tried. I, I, it's, you bring that up. Like I, I, my dad was the same way. Just hardcore guy. Like no explanations. Just you do this, and you're gonna get a beating. But and I told my kids, I'm like, you know, some people die trying cocaine off the first time. Do you know that? Some people try a drug once, and you don't know what's in there, and like yeah. it's something like super dangerous. You have a heart attack, you died. For it. they're like, what? Really? Well, you think know? about like, yeah. Put you it in the back kid, of her mind, think you about know? where that
0: drug came from. You don't even know that's whose true. hands that was in fifteen times. Yeah, before and, and, it got- and
1: that's that's true. And, and and you know, and sad you you hear all this stuff. Sometimes I hear out here. You know, like, you know, in the South Burbs, you know, and I'm like, how does this happen? Like heroin, ODs and stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, the fentanyl. Yeah, yeah know, like I, I mean, it's. I know
0: way too many people that are scared. I've lost
1: somebody. A buddy of mine just lost his son like it's nine horrible. months
0: ago. It's horrible. It's a real bad situation.
1: Yeah, I don't know how to how exactly that gets solved, but it's it's a terrible. Well, I had I, I an idea
0: how it gets solved. Some of it gets solved by parents getting their kids yeah. into a lifestyle where, I mean, I don't know that right. many kids in that are. You know, entrenched in the athletic lifestyle, that have time for that. Now, you're not going to have time for that, right? There are a couple, but they're the and it's going to
1: become evident, like really soon. You know, like and and parents got to pay attention to, you know, and and I'm a and I'm a parent of three. You know, I'm like I I know what's going on with my guys all the time. I know what grades they're getting all the time. I'm going through their backpacks. I'm keeping an eye on them. I'm I'm paying attention. We do stuff together. I could tell if one's not feeling good that day or not. Like you know. i don't know how some of these things like slip through the cracks you know some i think some i know nowadays a lot of both parents work and they got but just think about who's taking care of your kids they're like is the extra money sometimes really worth you not seeing no your kid for that no, much time no. is it really worth like that that you're driving a nicer car but then you don't see your kid for you know is it really worth that you're living in a giant mansion but you see your kid an hour a day and then don't there's, know what they're, they're right, doing there's
0: all kinds of things that like you, when you bring up is it worth it I'm I'm certain that if uh, I'm forty seven years old and if someone gave me the choice to do something that I loved for, you know, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year versus something that I couldn't stand doing for two hundred thousand dollars a year, at my age I would take the thing that I like to do and the money enough to make a living that rather than the you know, than me, the big, big money. Meet
1: me too, but I think like our like minor your choices are the the minority choice nowadays like people people opt for the big cash and then later regret it
0: oh there's people that are you know, straight up just, like what do you do for a living and they tell you that they're you yeah. know in finance or something like that and you don't know even know what that is and the idea is they're telling you they make a lot of money and that <laughs> and like yeah but what is it that you actually yeah, do, do? You actually, and they're like yeah. studying ah, i study these fluctuations in the wow that's a boring thing to do. At the end of the day, money. at the
1: end of your life, what is what has added up? What do you have to show for it? the money. You know, the money. You know, that's it. right, right. And, and to if me, it was that's not it. Yeah, and, and then if you didn't get a chance to spend that time with your family, I mean, like, so is the money really worth it? I mean, how much how much was all that time worth versus all that time with your family? You know, like how much is an hour with your kids worth, you know? Right. You right. know, and then later on, the kids are growing up. They got their own lives and their own kids to worry about, and you know, time has passed you by. And, and you know, it blows, it blows me away too. Like sometimes I see like kids get dropped off to practice, never see the parents. Yeah, at all, right. never. I'm just like, do they even wonder? I, I don't have a divider. Some things that I don't like also in certain schools, like I don't like these dividers, like where you can't hear what's going on in the class or can't see. Some martial arts places have that. I always think like, look out for that stuff. Why don't they want you to see what's going on? Like, you go to every other sports practice, you can see what's happening. Yeah, right, right, you know, right like, for sure. Uh, you know, I want the parents to hear what's going on at my practice. I want them if you know, to be able to see what's happening. You know, like, I encourage them to become involved and understand the rules and, and the stuff. It blows me away, and I'm like, the only time I ever hear from them was they're complaining, oh, my son told me, you know, he came home crying today, and he said that so-and-so happened. And I'm like, yeah, but did he leave out the fact that like last week he choked this kid or did this and that or punched his kid outside in school and then, yeah right you know yeah. and, and did you see what actually happened you know like you know uh yeah you know so it's like always people got to watch your kids you gotta spend time with the kids they're not going to raise themselves
0: yeah and so that's hard i i i got injured uh 16 years ago and me and my boys talk about it all the time if i wouldn't have gotten injured would I have spent, as a general contractor, I was working sometimes 80 plus hours a week between I, in the field work and sales and everything else that lot. I was doing. It was a lot. And it was chasing a buck. It was just chasing a buck all the time. And I know that in my mind... Because that's what we're taught we're supposed yep. to do when we're young. In my you know? mind, I would have justified the whole thing by saying, I'm putting a roof over their head, make sure they got clothes, all sort right. of stuff. But I guarantee you, if I wasn't... I wasn't on top of it. I was on top of it from the from the word go. My daughter came home with a book the first time for her first book report. I go, let me see that, and it was a damn comic book about a girl that moved to a school and wasn't popular. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's about as shitty a book as I could ever think of getting. So we had, I jumped in the car right to the bookstore and found a book about a girl who moved to Hawaii, and she was raised on horses and there was no horses, so she needed to like get another hobby and like she like figured out a like adjust right. to the situation. It was a similar thing.
1: And your daughter was, uh, I remember, an accomplished gymnast, Gymnast, too. Too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, she, was, she was really into it. Uh, you know, all that was was terrific. She, uh, you know, took it through high school and everything else. So That's was, awesome. Yeah, it, and I Those said, skills,
1: you never lose them. I mean, that, that kind of the discipline and all that stuff, it, 20 years down the line, it's still in your brain. I hope, I hope. Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: right now she's in that funky, like, you know, 19, 20-year-old <laughs> stage. Yeah. She's not talking to me, and she's doing whatever she's doing. But I hope that when she's... 23 24 that the work ethic and everything else stuck with her i put her in uh i think she did a month of uh jujitsu over there she killed it she was not fond of no she touching
1: she she wasn't fond of it but she was a killer i mean she had so much strength and and agility i wish
0: she would have i'll tell you what looking back at it now um oh we didn't even hit on that there was some spectacular uh, girls that were really dedicated. Uh, Sharon and stuff that was there when we were there. Like those were dedicated girls yeah. to jiu jitsu yeah. and everything else. And there, that that is one of the wrestling's getting better at it now. But the jujitsu stuff, there was always women to wrestle women. There yeah. was not a lot of times I don't remember there being your you know way around it. But is there a lot of times where women have to wrestle guys?
1: No, there's a lot of situations like um you know where there's an opportunity if you wanted to like bump it up. But there's always female uh you know partners and stuff to work out with. So like, uh you know we got a a good group of females that train and able to work out, and they have their own like even um, times or sometimes they'll get together or just aside from the regular class to practice on techniques and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll tell you what. For me, I like women who are... Like I am not in the slightest bit intimidated by a strong no. woman or a woman that knows what she's doing and all Absolutely. that other stuff. It is is a huge turn on to see an athletic, strong yes. and capable woman. So you wanna get a, a better guy that you wanna date? <laughs> go go do you know, better yourself. Yeah. I always talk to people that get divorced and they're immediately like, you know, I gotta find somebody else. I'm like, Hey, why don't you like learn another language and go right. go become a you didn't do so hot on that first tryout? <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's make you a better you, and then maybe you'll do a better job getting a better right. partner next time, and it won't turn out like this. So, right. uh, But jujitsu was another one that was uh, super cool for women because, the especially with the gi, it was methodical. You can yeah. get down there. You can have a strategy.
1: So much good out. self-defense, like realistic self-defense stuff. Totally realistic,
0: yeah. right. And again— fucking batman like if you're in a situation <laughs> like there's there's women out there that, that roll 150 pounders strong and if oh. you know exactly what you're doing and a guy comes in to rob the liquor store you're in you probably could do him I know. like you could probably
1: put him down I, my the girl my girlfriend Brittany. now that we've been dating for a long time uh she trains jujitsu she was an athlete like uh, her whole life and stuff and i like it because we go to places i'm like okay if something happened. I know I have another person who's yeah. strong and also can defend themselves. Backup, right? You know, I'm like right. I, I. always thought it was. I, I never understood guys that wanted girls that were just very like you know uh, non-athletic or just very quiet and and you know that sort of thing. Ah, uh, there's a lot. I, of, I'm like I need a good
0: teammate. I'm a student of that thing, and like I need a good teammate. <laughs> there's you know? a lot of women out there. A lot of men out there that want their woman to be barefoot and pregnant, yeah. dumb, That's quiet, not, like all the things that I have no interest in at no, all. Like, no. you know, like what?
1: Like be, I, I need a strong teammate. I yes, need a strong right, teammate, right. You need yeah.
0: a strong teammate. And I mean, there's going to be times where you don't feel like doing, and, you know, right, motivate you,
1: you get your ass kicked by your lady. So uh, yeah. somebody, they at least got to be able to drag me if I was to be incapacitated on the floor <laughs> or pick me up or whatever happens to me. I'm like, at least got to be strong enough to like, get me out of the dangerous <laughs> situation or right, whatever, you know, right, whatever, right. You know or, or, you know, I mean, but yeah, I think that the maybe people who choose that is like they're they're themselves inside, like, you know, have insecurities and things like that. But, Oh, I mean, absolutely. I see
0: ones that they, they want to keep them home and not working yeah. because
1: they're afraid they're going to run off with somebody else. <laughs>
0: I'm like, man, like that is so such no. a bad way to think about life. Yeah. Uh, That's like no if, 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 if somebody, I like the stories where somebody who's just, doesn't come from that background, doesn't have any, like th- this podcast is outside of my comfort zone. This is not something, like I thought, you know what? Yeah. I haven't challenged myself in a little while. I'm going to put this thing together, see what I can do with it, play yes, with it and fantastic. all that stuff. So and it, it's been fun. It's been really, I mean, this has been a immensely uh, entertaining conversation. I've, I've learned a lot. Absolutely. And I equate that to the point I made earlier. If I was sitting down with a guy that was your age and has spent his whole life in finance just making money, <laughs> the conversation had last about 15 minutes. Yeah. So, how much money did you make? How fast did you make that money? That's it. It's over. With. We had we. I mean, I'm, I'm sure me and you could sit down for hours and go over way yeah. more. But if you were to take somebody that was not from that background, say they, you know, maybe they played a little volleyball in school or, or tennis or whatever like that, but they wanted to come in a couple months and they'd have some basic idea of what they were doing
1: yeah i I mean i tell people if you if you come in with the recommended um attendance you know that means like you know you have to show up and you know do the work and you know but i think within a couple months i'm really confident that you know just even i mean if somebody was to attend like three times a week like you know that's why i offer that free month of bullying like i really feel that i can at least Teach somebody enough within a month, and if they came in on a regular basis to, right. to do, to be able to defend themselves. I mean, like, I'm not gonna be able to teach you to, to beat like a collegiate wrestler or something like that, or you know, a black belt. But of course, but against an average person, I like within a month of, you know, and it's just a very efficient. You know, grappling is very efficient. You know, and like, and it's like taking somebody into to the water that doesn't know how to swim, and you do, you yeah, know. So yeah. when you yank that person into there, they're not gonna get in like a lucky arm bar or a lucky, you know, like it, it, punching, you could be swinging a bunch of wild punches and you get hit with something and you do not, but like you drag your person into grappling, you know, it's a, it's a great self-defense, but I could definitely within two months teach somebody like, you know, I mean. Uh, there should be a video
0: of somebody doing a single leg takedown that's never done one before and then just somebody after two months the, the the foot position. It's a really way, good idea, actually. You know, where where yeah. they put themselves. It looks totally different. I mean, totally. we watch the little guys and, I mean, straight up, like, <laughs> bend over at the waist only. I'm getting his leg down there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you're in with an experienced wrestler, he's going to turn you right over. It's well, it's
1: funny. I get people every once in a while I come in, and and then I see them training, and I'm like, where did you train me for? And they're like, oh, I never trained. Like it, Sometimes people are afraid. They say if they train that they're going to end up, you know, in some kind of crazy workout or get bumped up a love or something like that but sometimes i'm just curious because i want to know like how to relate to you you know and people try to ha- mask it there's no masking that sandbagging. i'm like there's no way yeah it was sandbagging. all the like,
0: parents that sandbag yeah. <laughs> their kids at the tournaments drive me nuts uh, my kid you know we came in there with the with the wrestling background and i immediately signed them up for the next level up because why am, why would i bring them to this well, to just walk over kids
1: you know and, and that's what happens is like you you end up the kids go into one division and there's like all of a sudden you get in there and it'll be legitimately like somebody's first within the first six months of their practice. And you can see the people that they're fighting are way, there's no way that they, that's even like a year of training. Like these people train for several years, you know, and it's become this like distorted, you know, thing competition. That's why I, I'm not sure which tournament does this, but I think Naga is wild and crazy as it gets. I think they actually track results And so in order to stop sandbagging, so if you won, if you won like this, if you won this division before, you have like within a few months to only to keep competing in that same division. And then like after six months, you have to move forward, period. Sure, Sure. And then if you try to register for it, it'll like lock you out. You now, know. is that
0: is that pretty new? Because I don't know if that was there when my guys yeah, it is new. Like okay. and
1: it's and it's to stop that that sandbagging and stuff, you know. So like, yeah, I don't think it was there around when your guys were – but it's it's right. a fairly new thing. But now
0: wrestling's kept track of. Uh, it's called track wrestling, right? And I mean everybody nationally's on there and they rank you. They and, know it, and oh, it, right. they absolutely know where you've been, what you did, and you can go through and look at a kid's history and see who he beat and everything yeah. else.
1: And you see in jiu- but in jujitsu, it's like still such a new sport, and even though it's grown so much in years, but there's still places like that. So you know, it's, like, it's important to have a good competition coach if you're going to have, you know, go into those things because, I mean, there could be all kinds of things from, like, terrible referee to, like, they'll mix the kid up. I've seen him put them in, like, weight classes, two weight classes bigger, and then some of the parents are just like, oh, I don't know, I, I've never been in one of these before. I'm like, he's obviously fighting somebody out of their weight class going to get hurt, like, by right. 20 pounds, you know? Right, right. Um, you know, so it's, it's, you know... We always looked at it like, uh, like, with my guys
0: we came to every single practice we could because I looked at, like, it's a recital for a flute, and if I just bring my kid to four practices and then (laughs) hand him a flute, he's going to embarrass himself. (laughs) So, you know, we bring him in there and practice, 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 practice. So, like, you know, if you're somebody who was in the band or anything like that and you just don't have that athletic background, I guarantee it, and I mean, I don't guarantee much in life, if you spent three or four months really dedicating yourself to that you'll actually come out of there with a whole lot. Yes. I mean, if if you were someone who was going to three or four classes a week for three or four months, you're going to have a totally different look at life. I mean, I know growing up that everywhere I went, I sized up everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm looking at a guy, looking at a guy. At and sometimes yeah. it's like I can just look at his eyes and be like, all right, yep, yeah, all right. I, know, yeah. I keep my eye on you.
1: I, I know. I I mean, I, I grew up like that too, and it's I think that's just like a fighter's instinct, you know, in, in your mind. Like, you know, certain people just, uh, you know, we're like that inside. But for sure, you know, like, the, the key is just like the persistence and like to come into practice. And, you know, I could really like i said i i could have somebody incredibly talented and who shows up for three times and i could have a kid who's just average and show up every single day for practice and every and that kid who's average every single day for practice will beat that kid in the end well that's after our, a certain our period of time. wrestling
0: slogan is i think it's uh, uh work beats talent when talent don't work yep so you know just just get him in there and get, and then like i said i like The sports like that, that it does not take the the greatest athlete in the world. It's the, and you don't need to, there's nothing that you need to be to be the hardest working kid in the room. Right. That's it. Just be the hardest Just, working kid. Just right. set your mind to that. The byproduct's gonna be winning stuff. Right. And then the byproduct's gonna be looking good, feeling good, not being depressed, maybe get off the meds that you're on, wh- yep. whatever's going on there. Oh, popularity,
1: but, like, like, I mean, you name it, all the things that everybody wants, you know.
0: I was always super impressed with the diversity that was in the room. That's another one. With uh, I don't know you know I know how it works the jiu-jitsu stuff and the grappling stuff and maybe in other other things but racism is not a thing there either there's black yeah. guys white guys Mexican guys
1: no it's you know everybody's it's kind of funny it's, it's like I tell people it's like the army like you know all of a sudden you end up in this situation where you just you guys are just thinking about one goal and you have one thought and one goal and and everybody's after the same thing. And you're just kind of brothers in arms, or you know sisters in arms, or you know it's a family like together. Right. So if
0: you're a big hillbilly dude yeah. who is totally into racism, but you'd like to get out of it, come on in, wrestle with some yeah. black guys, some Mexican guys, and you won't hate them so much.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and and the thing is too, it's funny because I get people from all walks of life. Like I said, I have everything from lawyers, doctors, to like you know guys, who, college kids, and stuff, and everybody like blends in there. Right. And they all have this common ground and common goal. It's like we all love to play this game together, and we all love this game. Just like anything else, people love baseball, people love basketball, but there's something special about this competition, and it. it's like the ultimate chess match, you know, like it is, grappling it, is like that. I think that. some
0: people need to look at it like that too. There is a lot – it's a smart man's thing. It's, it this is, is not uh, brutish or – no. it Like if I could – you know, I have so many people that uh, – have a hard time with the wrestling thing i've had parents that are walking their kids past the wrestling room and i overhear the parents say something like you know i'm so glad that's not what you're doing and i'm like if you only really knew what was going on here because it's not what you think and then wrestling's got that other strike with that knucklehead uh wwe crap oh people think that that's something dude yeah. that's nothing that's the most humble it's like it's almost like it's the they took it and made it the polar opposite right in the in the jujitsu and all that stuff you'll meet the most humble soft-spoken guys do if i saw you walking around and i was just you know a guy that never been involved in anything like that, i would not for a minute think that you could you're batman you know what <laughs> i mean like that would not be
1: yeah you know i mean it's just you know, people tell tell me all the time be like oh you don't have any the tattoos on your not your your ears aren't even that cauliflower you know I'm like you know I just you don't walk in you know? every room and throw a cape off yeah <laughs> you don't mean <laughs> you know, jean right? y- y- yeah that. you know I mean it's just like and, and you know the truth of it is like when we do when we do that those, those competitive combat sports like we know how mortal we are because every single practice we're reminded of it we know we're just like just yep. small right. there, you know always find increments that's better. Way there's that, always somebody out where there where you could get thrown or you you know easily you're easily humbled I don't care if you're a world champion, if you're, you're only as good as your last competition. You're only as good as it, it, it could change. Fake can change so fast for you, you know. Sure, sure. And so it, it's like a quick reminder of like to stay to keep your head down and just like keep working. And you don't want to open your mouth stuff like that. I know like the UFC has kind of changed because becoming an entertainment. So like a lot of people will be like talk stuff because yeah, McGregor, uh, and, yeah, and, and, and Askren, all those guys. And, are- and and it's it's unfortunately like become this thing to get paid. So it's just like. It, if you don't say anything nowadays, you stay quiet. You kind of get brushed past, and you're like, "Oh, well, you're not really that entertaining." And then all this hard work you did. Yeah, right. You know, right. so I'm like, in this way, I, I I dislike McGregor's you know way of being. It's not me. I, I really can't stand that kind of like uh, the, the the way. But on another level, I completely get it. Because when all of a sudden you pick up, you know, several million dollar paycheck. Yeah,
0: well, it's that Ali sort of like hype yeah. thing that you're doing. Yeah, I, I get all that.
1: And if you can deliver, that's the obviously right. that's the kicker. Right, you know? right,
0: right, right. No, and I mean, I, I enjoy the UFC stuff. I, like I said, I would much rather watch a straight wrestling match, a straight submission grappling, or yeah. a straight boxing match, because I feel that the more, the more rules that are involved in it. The more beautiful it is, really. It's it's there's a there's an art to what's going on there. The UFC is just it's really like a guys that took a bunch of arts, threw it in a bucket, and then they beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. Like you know, like some of those guys. And I think it's getting better now. Wild stuff can happen. Yes, too, yes, know, like, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're they're making more rules than that, which is making it better. But we used to you know get those uh, bootleg videos of the you know grace the first horse Gracie ones and all that other stuff yeah and there was like a guy you know 40 50 pounds different in size it was yeah. just bad like guys gouging a guy's eye and like, oh, like, man. you know just crazy so yeah, those, those were, were not and then certainly nothing I would ever want to put my kids in as far as that goes where no. the jujitsu and stuff like that you're you're not gonna drop your kid off there you're, you're not gonna go there yourself and come out your ass kicked i mean right you know, right. my guys get a black guy every once in a while you know that happens you an know elbow, and, and in all
1: sports that those kind of injuries happen yes. you know like right. Right. uh soccer you know is a huge amount of, like you know broken twisted ankles you know basketball like you know huge uh, big amount of elbows to the face you know like you know jujitsu is believe it or not it's very low injury you know and <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll knock on wood with that, but I mean, I've been really lucky my, my entire life, you know, and, uh, and I seldom, seldom ever have injuries in there because, uh, the other thing too is like, we don't have like heavy equipment or pads like, like football, you have a helmet, man, you get hit. Oh, yeah. you know, right. you, you have, you able to do some damage like hockey, you know, that you have a stick, you know, like, um, you and know, it's a colliding sport velocity yeah, like when right. you're running in basketball, right. you know, uh baseball there's a bat involved (laughs) well besides that too like team sports i I see
0: team sports as far more dangerous because you usually got one or two and you got to coordinate yeah between one or two referees and you got 22 people out there in a football game where every single two guys has got a referee there's right exactly right over it's it's like a one-on-one basically watching yeah
1: and, and so we really have like a very low amount of injury people be you'd be shocked like you know um other sports have way more injuries than than that uh you know i mean mma is a complete different animal i mean that's absolutely but as far as the jiu-jitsu and the just grappling goes and stuff i mean it's a very it's a low injury uh, sport now like, do you get a lot of people that come into you that don't ever compete they just practice i i do like you know I, I get people that come in that just like to do it for practice i think eventually like sometimes the competition bug bites you know people or i have some kids that come in and they'll they'll never really compete but you know um I think when everybody starts seeing everybody competing, you know, if you got a place that's also too, like, you know, I have a couple, you know, there's a couple other schools that may teach, you know, jujitsu and stuff, but it's like, I, I always encourage everybody like, look at the, look at the bio, look at the resume, like take a look at my bio. And that's not a bragging thing. It's just like to tell you, like I've been around and I've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so, and I'm able to, I'm able to deliver it with my students too. I'm able to, my students so, you know, have results like on a, you know, I'm able to reproduce what, what I was able to do with them. And that's super important. Cause like I could be an awesome fighter, but if I can't teach anybody to be the same way, then what good am I as a, as a teacher? Or, I mean, and there's guys who just sort of have like a great brain for coaching, you know, and there's, there's guys who just, it's not for them. So I've been coaching for 20 years now. Um, and I'm I tell people I laugh because I say I'm just a really good Xerox machine yeah I had really good coaches I had Olympians as Judo coaches I had had world champions as Jiu Jitsu coaches and I have a world champion as Muay Thai boxing coach I'm just a very good at carbon copying the teaching like I I can literally hear my coaches you know saying the things as right before I say them and then I just have added in my own experiences and I've like might have found like little easier ways to, to deal with this or improved ways and you know and so i just try to be like a good xerox machine and as
0: far as the kids go like i don't know how, if you are running the same you were before but it was a really fun
1: environment for the little it is guys fun, yeah. i mean
0: you guys, you guys had halloween parties we do halloween
1: parties you, do, you know holiday parties you right know, right they, we, had, they we have summer camp we have a summer camp like and uh where we do all kinds of stuff it's not even just jujitsu like we play games i actually it's funny because We'll get kids in there like who they, they come into jujitsu because they're being bullied. They don't play any other sports and stuff. So I'm like, I'll take those kids and I'll be like, I'm just going to teach you guys how to play baseball. Right. You know, and these kids will never play baseball their, their entire life before. And maybe they haven't gotten a chance to play baseball. But in like the jiu jitsu summer camp, I'm like, I'll teach you how to play baseball. Yeah. Because you'll never get a chance probably to play anytime at school and nobody right. else is going right. to teach you. Sure. But just so you know. And then it's funny because some of these kids are like, oh, I understand this now. I'm like, nobody ever taught me or, t- or bothered to show me it. Right. You know, like, right. so. But we do so much different stuff with these guys because so much of it is, like, mental. It's about getting, you know, your mind in the right place. And then, you know, and then we do work hard with the, with the grappling and stuff, you know, so.
0: Right. So, I mean, I don't want to, you know, some of you might come off with the my, that my thoughts are that, you know, you only got to put your kid in something that is functionally going to make them a world beater. No. That's not. No, right. not that's at not all. Not right. yeah. it, it, that's a byproduct also of what's going on. My thing is, is if you're going to put your kid into something and you want them to fully buy into it and believe it and make it a lifestyle – it might as well be something that's actually going to be yeah. real. You know what I mean, as far as that goes. And
1: I say out of the kids that I'd say like out of ten kids that sign up, I'd say maybe three of them are natural. I'd say maybe three out of the kids like have are more more naturally competitive and aggressive. Right. Seven out of the like seventy percent of of the kids that'll sign up initially don't have that. Oh, drive. No, 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 right, yeah, it's and, the same at wrestling. We're like,
0: oh. Wow. <laughs> you know it's gonna be a challenge huh I mean just you know yeah just it's not
1: like you're walking into like a room full of like people that you know it's just like when you come in as a beginner, we kind of expect you know that and
0: I'll tell you what though those seven kids that are not, they are still the best version of what they are yeah
1: after this, you know what I mean oh, So yeah. like it's and, and even mean, they walk in there they may turn I've had some of them and I have a lot of them that turn out to be like so unsuspecting. Uh, I just had a girl, I think she just turned, she's six, she just turned seven, she was in a division of like 15 kids, and I, and she's only been training for about six months, she won the entire tournament, Wow! wow. <laughs> and, and she was 10 pounds under the weight limit, I think it was like 60 pounds, she came in weighing at 50. I never when I saw her I, when I saw her in the division I kind of felt sorry I was like oh man it's gonna be it'll be a good experience but you know it's gonna be a little tough day for her sure the girl beat everybody I had no idea that this right, right. lion was inside and <laughs> yeah and
0: now she's probably identifies now she that, identifies
1: it and yeah. like her like self confidence is like through the roof sure, like she's sure, in there killing sure, it sure. and then like now I now I see what's inside of her now I can push her more and that just feeds more and like you know so and and now she's just like her personality is just like come out right you know and right right and, and like this you know man and the, the transformations that you can see that it's it just like um i don't know it's it's one of these things that unless you experience it, it or you're there and you see what happens it's, it's like kind of unbelievable but it's yeah so the good things, the, the
0: good things in life to me seem to be the things that people miss you know like uh for the most part, the majority of people think of, oh, i want to get in shape, I'm going to go join LA Fitness, yeah. and I'm going to go over there and I'm going to lift a bunch of machines and do this stuff. Yeah. And that's great that you look in the mirror and hopefully you eat right and everything else. That's that's one step. But if I was to advise anyone, I would say forget all that. Go learn something like this where there's maybe some competition to go get into, right. something you can make it a lifestyle. It'll, you'll probably stick with it longer than you would the other thing. And yep. in, in your world, You know, it doesn't matter if you're a kid, a boy, a girl, black, white, brown, yellow, old, whatever. You just come on, be the better you. Right. And everything's everything. So, right, the best version of you. So, uh, I mean, you know, I couldn't suggest it more. It was the same with my buddy that's a yogi in in the city. We went to uh, his grappling or his uh, yoga for grapplers. And I watched a class. It was just full of jujitsu guys. They were all in shorts and you know combat shirts and everything doing their yoga. And I came away with every single person that's over forty years old should do some sort of yoga because the balance and the 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 flexibility that they're learning there, and then holding the poses and stuff. I see so many people that bend over to get the paper, and it looks like a <laughs> big problem.
1: You know, that's you know, it, it, yoga is great. And, and when I was younger and training to fight and stuff like that, I never bothered stretching that much and doing that stuff. And I'm like, I really wish I would have because I would have avoided so many injuries. Now as I've gotten older, I probably not not ever done as much yoga as I have now. Um, it's one of the things, even like I travel to different places, and like the first thing, rather than to work, look to walk in a place and do like, running a treadmill for like 20 minutes or lift weights i would rather walk into a yoga studio i'm
0: gonna send this guy jim bennett i'm gonna send you his uh his contact info on facebook and check out that class my sons who had never done yoga and it makes sense
1: it makes sense yeah no no for him it totally makes grappling and yoga like it makes sense you know he's
0: a former wrestler and then he
1: he's doing jujitsu now not sure where he's doing I it. I mean, at. in jujitsu, you're put in involuntary yoga positions anyway, so you might as well learn. Right, right, right. <laughs> learn, right, right. you know, be able to become flexible before that happens to you. you right. No, <laughs> this
0: guy, this guy's super cool. My sons, like I said, who have never, they were both side eyeing me the entire time. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, right. Like, you know, they're thinking of chicks with uh, coffee and yoga <laughs> pants on, and I'm like, that ain't going to be it. <laughs> no, and they yoga left is the, tough. Yeah, it's they tough, left right. there and they were like, it was pretty cool. You know, the only problem yeah. with those guys is wrestling season starts and then it's yeah you know time it, for yeah anything. it takes over i, think, I yeah. do want to get them i would like to bring them in by you just for uh, some uh judo just, and yeah uh, anything that you could give them tip wise to do, you know you're you're fighting wrestlers all the time so i'd like to yeah like to have them in there a couple times just i mean so. i
1: i've i've grown up with so many wrestlers i fight wrestlers all the time i've adapted so much stuff from wrestling like you know i, I know wrestling well and i know like the strong and the weak points of it just like how they know the strong and the weak points of other things they come across like sure I, and and i love um adding on to like wrestling uh, arsenals see now
0: we, and i brought my boys there because i It's one of my favorite things right <laughs> i read i read books on just guys expanding their mind on the whole grappling thing now the only reason that my boys stopped the jiu jitsu thing was the competition in the wrestling area that they're in is there's you, there's always a 16 man bracket. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. always there's just more guys to go at, so they've more focused on that. But I think they had some of the best seasons of their youth career that coincided with the times that they were there. Yeah. Um, the problem with those guys is uh, used to be when they were real little, we wrestled during the wrestling season, and then we kind of had summer a little bit of wrestling, but not not too crazy, so we had time for it now we're they started practice today for freestyle greco and then freestyle greco state are like right here coming up in may and and april and and yeah
1: you know and and i have a couple guys you know and i i love when they come in and you know i know that wrestling is their is their you know main thing and you know you know it was the same for me when i was in judo growing up like you know i i was good at this sport i was good at dance sport, but Overall, judo I did it year round. You yeah. Know? I mean that's right. how I became a national champion. I mean, that's just it. You, you can't get to the level that you want to get to right unless you do it, you know, year round. And um, but yeah, always a pleasure to work with with your guys you know it's they, you know it they're always interested in fun. working
0: and if <laughs> honestly at their, at their stage right now if they can pick up anything like I told you that thing with the single leg where the guy comes in and he puts yeah. the wizard in and they clamp down on it and you know roll the, right. the wrong way because right. I mean most guys are going to fight to put that leg on a shelf yeah and then try and get that uh where yeah if they roll them on their face it's pretty cool that, and then that's the, the other throws.
1: Th- yeah the throws are I think a lot of I have, like, a lot of kids that will, and, and, uh, and teens that leave and end up going into wrestling and have a successful, or come in as just so-so wrestlers, and then they leave very improved with a different understanding, like, you know, of, of grappling, because sometimes you can get, like, a one-dimensional view on grappling, you know, and especially from, like, um, when you're just doing, like, uh, so, like, you know, just a regular sport, like, you know, you can get a one-dimensional view on it, but, like uh if you get a coach like who gets experience and sees a lot of different things then you're getting somebody who's getting a lot of different points of view and is able to coach per student not per just like this is what we're doing and you're all going to do the same thing whether you're good at it or you're not i mean i agree with that up to a certain point but there becomes times when then all of a sudden there's people's bodies are different you know there's guys who are short and stocky and there's guys who are tall and lanky, and those two guys are going to play differently. Sure, like, you sure, need to sure. understand it. you know. Now,
0: it, I don't know that much about judo. I've seen some Olympic stuff. Do they use, like, the edge of the mat? Like, so, oh, like, yeah. In, yeah. In, in, in Greco and stuff like that, yeah. you're almost trying to goat that guy into coming at you at the end of the mat so you can take, you know, that throw. Sure. Um, so, I mean, if some of those are in play, then I definitely would like to get my guys up there for. You know, for like, rule,
1: stuff. R- right? You know, everything has its rule set, So there's, like, it gets real, you know, uh, you know it, the the game gets really deep, you know, because like yeah, they'll use like the end of the mat to out of bounds into positions. Well, in
0: in Greco, and, you you can you can get a push out, so you get a point for that. But you can't extend your arms with the push out. So if a guy doesn't turn circle, yeah. he'll get pushed out with his, his step out, and that that's a point for you. But if you're at the edge and you shove a guy. That's not. That's nothing. There's no points there. I don't start off judo's. Any yeah. Different.
1: No. No. Well, I guess in that aspect, there's there's not in judo's not that way. Like, um, but the edge of the mat is used because, like, uh, let's say I'm having a hard time taking somebody down, and I want to take a chance, and I'll throw them by the out of bounds line. And then if it doesn't work out for me, I'm out of bounds and we get back, <laughs> Right, no, no, you no, know, no. but there's a, those kind of That's strategies reco, yeah. right? for sure. For sure. Yeah. You're
0: going to go for a big amplitude throw. Yeah. You don't do it in the center of the mat, do it on the edge. I mess
1: it up and the guy's on top of me, like then I'm stuck in the center and then there's no escape, you know? So, right. um, you know, there is those strategies used like, um, uh, but as far as scoring with out of bounds, there's not the only in jujitsu, there is like a negative scoring where let's say I'm caught in a submission hold, and I drag myself out depending like how bad I'm caught in it, I would lose two points or I could yeah. get even disqualified if they thought it was like fleeing the mat. Yeah. From fleeing. Right. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, but yeah, strategies are deep, you know, like it's, it's a fun and it's a fun sport, you know, when you get into it too. And, um, you know, I, I love how it translates. Like I, I, I had an interesting like experience because I took judo and I made it into a, you know, I use my judo in like a non, like with a, in a wrestling type way. Cause when I started fighting in MMA, you know, I didn't have the, the the uniform to hold on to the grip. Sure, sure. So I had to, like, adapt a lot of those grips. So, so one of my,
0: you know, that that reminds me of one of my favorite, my favorite, uh, that's my oh, yeah, screensaver, yeah, yeah. you know. Like, Bruce <laughs> yeah. Lee is
1: one of my favorite
0: things uh, as a kid, this, just yeah. growing up with that stuff. And yeah. he was, like, one of the first guys to take things that were, you know, not so good in a martial art and then discard them. Right. And then put things in there that worked as far as actual functional fighting goes and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a pioneer, right? I mean, like, he he acknowledged that there was other things that had value and that you need to be well-rounded. Right. right. And that some things were outdated.
0: Sure. I mean, I've seen... Him doing an arm bar.
1: Yeah. Which that would not be someone
0: you'd think from a Kung Fu or, you know, whatever. Uh,
1: Right. He's doing like an arm bar at the beginning. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. uh, The game of death, he's putting a choke on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right,
0: right. So, I mean, things that work are things that work. So you took your, I mean, that's another bonus to someone bringing it in by you. There's, you know, a wealth of uh, experience from
1: Judo, from Jiu-Jitsu, and then MMA. Those are all three different Things. Three different animals, right, yeah. Right. And, and I sure. and the Muay Thai boxing there, I, I I teach. I like to have somebody come in and, and do the Muay Thai, and I had a separate person just doing the Muay Thai uh, boxing. But I, I do teach. Uh, like I have trained Muay Thai boxing for twenty years now. Like, um, and and I and I feel very comfortable at it, but it's not what I like eat sleep breathe so no, it's not
0: your bread but if someone said you're gonna go win a championship it's not gonna be on muay thai it's yeah going to be, i'm know. gonna be
1: like i'm gonna throw you <laughs> yes right 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 you exactly. know like right, i'm just right, gonna use right. the muay thai to confuse you sure <laughs> sure, you sure. sure, but i still it still made my it still made my mma good enough because uh improved it because i was they could strike good enough and i had a really good coach with glenn hudson like um, but uh he was a world, world welterweight muay thai champion and he he took and he showed me how to move like a boxer and he showed me the strategies and everything, and it helped me understand striking sure. in a way that now I knew how to avoid it, and then also I wasn't so rushed to get in there and take a yeah, shot. I'll tell
0: you what, I think that like you're gonna you were talking before we got talking on the podcast here about you getting your kids into club wrestling and stuff yeah. like that, and youth wrestling. I'll tell you what, if you start coaching that, start really paying attention to what's going on there. I was a guy that didn't have a huge background in the sport when my sons really started to take off with it. I had dabbled in it, and that was it. I had no parental support when I was a kid. My, my parents were not about taking <laughs> yeah. me anywhere. So I honestly I went out, and there's the house here is littered with books of coaching youth wrestling, wrestling moves that win. Um, there's yeah. just books on wrestling and winning that like that I read. I'm just like, all oh, right, buy the book, yeah. read the book, and might as well get something out of it. If, yeah, If you – get into it and stuff like that you'll probably be an even better coach at what you do if you understand more what's going on there too yeah I could, the t- I could
1: completely see that yeah right I, I, I you know it's funny like that's the experience with with uh, everything it's in, in jiu-jitsu we have these things we train like it's called gi and no gi right so we train with, with the uniform and with just with, with the traditional uniform but you know uh it's like a jacket and the pants and then we train with no gi what's called uh we have like a like a t-shirt like a rash guard on and shorts and then, but when, and there's different sets of competitions for both of us. And there's techniques that, you know, with, when you have the, the uniform on, you have a lot more weapons to get choked with. The right. person can control you a lot more without it, with just a t-shirt and shorts. Like, you know, you can be ex- explosive. They, they don't have that. But it's funny when I'm training for one of those, practicing the other one seems to help improve, you know, and it's just like right. expanding and my also, weight, right, my with, right,
0: Right, so with that, with you too, I remember used to go to caprito yeah and so like even though you're the guy at your place you still do I'm still training training yeah. right where you're learning things from people that are world champions and i'm stuff always like
1: that. always I, I mean still nowadays like i'm you know always looking studying stuff watching tournament uh competitions watching other guys new techniques i'm always adapting i'm always trying to learn it's like i'll never be done learning and i'm like i continue to learn every day and it's I mean, sometimes something has changed. I see something, and it changes like a way that I've been thinking for five years. Right. And that's when I see it, right. I'm like, man, right. I'm like, this is this is a big deal. So I'm like, I myself am always a student and, and never will stop, you know. And, like, I think that that makes it important, too. Like, as a coach, you, you need to always be a student. Yeah, And, you, and, right. you know, always studying. Right. Always study. Well,
0: being able to look at it from both sides. If yep. you saw a light bulb comes on when someone says something a certain way to you, you can relay it, you can be the Xerox copy like you said. Just
1: you know, it's funny, I've even been the I've been the absorbed stuff when I've been a referee. I I mean it's crazy the stuff that you learn from. I remember that there was this women's match and it was um these two purple belt it was this purple belt girl and I was like refereeing in Las Vegas but the way that Jiu Jitsu works in like this the big tournament circuit is like um if you volunteer to referee, they'll let you compete for free. Oh, and okay. on top of it, you get paid for it. Oh, so nice. when we travel, it's like a no brainer. Oh, right, you right. know, it's like a few the hundred hotel bucks. paid for it, right? Yeah, you you get all the stuff paid for it, and then you get to you know it, it's for a long day because you'll be, you know, so you gotta you gotta hustle a little bit. But so I, was, I learned stuff all the time. I remember this one girl like she was just killing everybody in her division with this footlock attack where she like immobilized you know it's like gonna break the person's foot and i'm like i'm stealing <laughs> yeah right and, and I, I i made I, I my mean, boys all the time <laughs> i made my boys
0: uh they didn't make them but like they got their coaching cards this year and they were coaching youth really? wrestling this that, year oh man and for awesome. them it was fun like they would go there yeah. and i mean you know the other coaches would talk them up this guy here he's winning all this and blah 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 but you know so they had a good time and i just wanted them to wrap their mind around Looking at it from this point of view and instructing him, and maybe something that you're doing wrong, you would pick up on and like change the technique there. And that is
1: exactly true, right? So I, that, I mean, you know, I have my the people ten, that typically tend to coach for me more; those people tend to excel in competition. You right. know, I know myself like I'd be teaching things. I'm like, oh, I just realized that's why you do this like this, you know. And and it and coaching was like something that really, really, really. I think made my basics solid. Sure. Sure. And it, and sure. It, sure. It, you know, and the more I did it, the more, and and, you know, it's it's funny because like I get, I do this thing like if your if your kid comes in new, if somebody a new kid comes in, I'll take one of the older students who's kind of the same size, and I'll pair them up. You know, I do it with adults too. You know, but with the kids, it's fun to watch. So I'll take you know, I do a lot with my own kids. Like so, I will have another nine year old kid who just started off. I'll pair him up with my son who's nine, and then you know, I'll tell him, I'll tell my son, I'll be like, "Dory, you know, help him through the stuff, you know, uh, and then I'll sit back and I'll watch a little bit. And, you know, I'm giving instructions, but it's it's fun to watch them, how much they know, and then start to explain. And then even even the stuff that they say, they may mimic you and what they're saying. Right. You start to see what really sunk into their head and what didn't, or maybe what they don't know, they'll figure it out. But I think that's great, like, that they... they Kids do that. Yeah, and the little
0: guys look up to them. It's fun to, you know. They did a. uh, I I posted on Facebook, but they did a. uh, We went to a tournament, and it was uh, the Christmas tournament. And they did. uh, They dressed up as the Grinch and Santa Claus. (laughs) And (laughs) they had saw that actually. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty cool. Little like fake match, and the kids were losing their minds. That was really cool. It was. It's (laughs) been fun for them, and I, you know, just to keep them around it and and everything else. So hopefully we'll go back to that um, next year but uh also awesome. call let's wrap it up man i mean i think we okay. got a, a lot out there uh you know if where, where are you located like so you're where are at in homer glen we're
1: at uh 12509 west on 159th street in homer glen so we're in between Will Cook road and bell road and okay. 159th street right next to anytime fitness and you got a you got a website too yeah and our rebs- website is it's randori it's r a n d o r i jiu-jitsu spelled j i u j i t s u.com dot and all the, the schedule and all the info is on there. Yeah, right, 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 right. You can uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and no guys, too little, just, I mean, four or five yeah. years old. Bring them in. Yep. They'll have fun, all that other stuff, and then, you know, get some huge life skills and, Absolutely. and work ethic and everything out of it. So Absolutely. I think we covered it all, a couple hours. Thanks. It was a good pleasure. Time. Yeah, had a good time. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I mean, hey, you, you finish that book, then come back and let's talk about it again. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is cool. like cool. a finger cool. pointing, right. pointing
1: away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory.
0: Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like Water, water. water. Water can flow, or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. Water can flow, or it can crash. Empty your mind, be formless, shapeless,
1: like water. Be water, my friend. Running water never goes stay. So you got to just keep on flowing, keep on flowing keep on, you have to train, you have to keep your
0: reflexes, so that when you want it, it's there, when you want to move, you're moving, I mean you gotta put the whole hip into it, snap, snap, become one with the, you better train every part of your body, I mean you gotta put the whole hip into it, snap, snap, you better train, become one with the,